Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. And I uh, want to thank uh, Evan Polisher from uh, Ad Free Shows for being on last week. We're all uh, real big fans of his. We're all real big friends of his. And uh, the shit he does behind the scenes, I guess you just uh, you know never really know. But now you do know because you watched it last week. Um so I want to welcome everybody to a you know premiere episode of this. I hope you stream it wherever you can, and hey, maybe you'll see it on the network soon. Who knows? But uh, that being said, I guess uh, you know I've blabbed enough, and obviously you can see there's an extra face on the screen. So I'm going to kick it over to Adam to introduce our guest. You're muted, Adam. <laughs> Take it away. My bad. I, I, I forgot to turn my volume down on my phone. I'm still learning this stupid thing. I transferred services, and I don't know this stupid phone yet. Great. So if you heard background noise, I do apologize. But anyway, we got Mike Bober from... Um, are, are you necessarily a top guy, or are you just... Uh, we just accept you as a top guy. I'm, I'm just a plus one. Come on. No, you're a top guy in our eyes, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, just a... Uh-oh. Is that yeah. what you're supposed to do when you're on a podcast? You know? Right? Hey. A little refreshing taste of natural light. But anyway, we got Mike Bulber. He's been to every one of the uh, top guy, top guy weekends. Well, Two out I, of three. Oh, okay. But um, I thought you'd been there all of them. My bad. My bad. But, um, I mean, just an avid wrestling fan, so I'm up over. I mean, introduce yourself. Hi. Uh, yeah, like it's like Adam said, my name is Mike Bober. Um, hopefully everyone, well, not, hopefully not everyone that's listening knows me yet. But uh, from Pittsburgh, uh, you know, the home of Kurt Angle, Bruno San Martino, you know, some two wrestling greats right there. Um, City of Champions. Sorry, Brad. Right, easy now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's just great coming on with you guys. You know, we've had some fun over the last two years, and uh, let's see what we can get into today. Well, see, usually we we'll let the guests pick our two matches, but this was kind of short notice, so we just figured, uh, we don't care what the hell he thinks. We'll just do our <laughs> own two matches. Hey, I, I picked the two matches for the Top Guy Weekend Show. So yeah, you did pick the two mm-hmm. from um, from Takeover. Yeah. So this is us getting you back. Fantastic! Hey, Welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> One of my favorite yenses for sure. I'll take second billing to Megan. That's okay. <laughs> At least you knew where I was going with that. <laughs> But, uh, well, Mike, welcome to uh, your show. We're glad to have you. And uh, I think we're ready for some fun times. And what, you know, uh, what better way to get this fun started than Mr. Fun himself, Brad? So, Brad. Yeah. Why does Brad Mock always have the first two topics on the outline? I have no because idea. I didn't want to talk this first. horse shit. Because we don't know if you're going to make it in time, one. <laughs> Uh, two is because I write the outline. <laughs> a bunch of shit. So uh, we are off and running. Huh? We are off and running. We are network worthy. However, let's talk about uh, my wife who doesn't listen to the show, so she won't hear this anyway. Got her a gift for her birthday. Her birthday's in a week. She says, well, absolutely. As this drops, it'll be in three days. A rabies shot? 
Well, hey now, <laughs> hey now. But speaking of rabies, so a couple of years ago, I came home from work and I looked above the couch and there was a framed picture of a cow on a on a couch. Very random, I thought. And I think I probably mentioned this before. My wife all of a sudden started collecting cow art, cow pictures, cow everything. Not not sure how it started, but I remember also that uh, soon after that was a Black Friday, and usually she would spend time with the girls. And this particular year that followed this cow picture, the girls had better things to do than hang out with her. And she was very, very upset about that. And I remember the threat that came to my phone on a text saying, if I don't get to hang any out with anybody on Black Friday, I swear I'm going to buy another cow. I'm not sure if it's supposed to scare me or what. I, 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 don't, I don't care if you buy another cow. Well, since then, a lot of Mother's Day gifts... Uh, a lot of birthday gifts are, are cow themed. Like my daughter, a couple of years ago, or a year ago or so, got her a bunch of um, you know for pillowcases. There was like thirty of them, so we're we're all set there. Uh, slippers. So recently online, I found a local farm in the area, and guys, this is really going to happen. On uh, in the end of August, I am going to. This is her birthday gift. We're going to go to the farm, and there is baby cow cuddling. Now. <laughs> Has this any- sounds. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> this sounds like such an Alabama bullshit thing. I swear to God, it does. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, not the cheapest what? thing. Yeah, it's not. The, I mean, it's not anything uh super like expensive, but it's not cheap either for a half hour of just. I guess you just go there and you hug baby cows. Now, the the, the funny thing that's going to happen here, and I'm going to of course talk about what happens after we go there, but I wanted to set this up. Is that how old do you think the average person that's going to be hugging these baby cows is going to be? 12, 13 years old. I think 12 and 13 is heavy. I think it's going like to be seven her. or eight. Me? Yeah, eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah, nine, ten, probably. Yeah, you're right. Her, you're right. And about 12, seven year olds. So I can't wait for that. So there'll be a lot of pictures. You uh, should, uh, should probably, probably need to milk a cow. Hey, hey, Brad. Yeah. I got, there's plenty of places around here that have fields of cows. And you can just pull off on the side of the road, hop the fence, and hug the cow for free. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. Like, <laughs> just I mean, dang, like, I mean. Yeah, there's I mean, a I, shit ton of cows down here. You can do that all for free. Yeah, by the way, we got cows in Pennsylvania, too. Just because I live in the city, outside the city doesn't mean there's not farms. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's me when I uh, that's when I mean when I got her this year for, for her birthday. And I just can't wait for that day to come. And yeah. we go there, and there's 30 little kids in her hugging a bunch of cows. You know, I, ain't gonna I, mean, I really thought you were going to say you bought her a baby cow. I thought it was going to be one was going to be in your front yard and she could do whatever with it for an hour. So, so. in Levittown, Pennsylvania, we don't have a lot of yard, but she looked into that. I'm it's like $3,000 for these miniature cows. You have to buy them in pairs. So they're, they're $6,000. i am out. I'm out of three. Uh, what, what am I doing with this cow? But you have to have four acres to be able to have a cow on your in your yard. And I I, I don't I don't want one. <laughs> that's I really thing. thought this was gonna go. So I'm taking my wife cow tipping. <laughs> see this? See we're gonna, we're gonna wait the, We're gonna wait till one of the cows uh, <laughs> takes a shit, and then like when the dew and everything, you know, uh, psilocybin style. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> see, that's what you do in the south. You go cow tipping. That's what I thought. We were what, I heard this. is that when that happens, the cow breaks bones in its body. No, it don't. Somebody it don't. lied to you. I, 
Google that, Bober. I think they do. But anyway. Uh, why, went, why am I Googling that? <laughs> yeah, you wait. You wait Shut up, Bober. Uh, that's usually what I say there. You know what I'm saying. Okay. I, mean, I, I could see Brad, if he's doing it, It's gonna he's going to reenact the scene from Tommy Boy. That's yep. the only thing I'm thinking about right now is Tommy Boy when I think about tipping the cow. He's a maniac. Maniac. <laughs> and I did have a lot of paint chips as a kid. Back to you, James. <laughs> Well, it shows, Brad. Thank you for reiterating <laughs> that to the crew. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, let's keep this going because then Mike. So, Mike, what you got for us this week? Well, you know, this week as we're recording yesterday, we had blood and guts. And I was sitting there looking at the cage and everything else they have. And it got me thinking you know, about my favorite cage match or – Cage type of match. So I want to ask you guys, between a regular cage, hell in the cell, elimination chamber, what's y'all's favorite type of cage match that they have? And, and maybe what style? Well, I like the one without a referee, and you have to climb out of it from WrestleMania 2. <laughs> the <laughs> old steel blue what? cage. That's the big blue cage. Yeah, that's my favorite cage Thank match. you, Brad. My favorite Seward. match. So it's my favorite cage match. There you have it. Thank you, Brad. See, we're a stickler for the original. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That that isn't the original. Uh oh. They they had the they had the mesh cage. In the corner, does anybody know? Whenever whenever Slicka jumped off, dove off the top, it was a regular mesh cage. And that was before WrestleMania. You're right. Wow. So they they switched to the big blue. Whenever they and. You know, later on, whenever they started going more national, because it was better for TV. Hey, my drive says we have Boba on, not uh, Brian. <laughs> That's Brian Harim's effects. I was so confused for a minute. That could be a segment. That could be a segment. Facts with Brian Harimza. Shout out. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. If I hear shout out again, I'm going to throw something. Shout out, Boba. What a God. <laughs> This should be a drinking game. Every time one of the guys say shout out, we should take a shot. Nope. We'd all be in a fucking gurney in the hospital. 30 minutes into it, we'd all be on the floor. James. James has the tolerance that he'd be fine. (laughs) I like the big blue cage, like Brad said. I mean, it's just... It's just... It sticks out more for some reason. It's just, it's just there. It's just this big blue metal cage, and it, it just, it looks overwhelming. I guess looking at it when I was like thirteen or, or eight or however old I was when I first watched it, it just sticks out to me for some reason. I've always been the fan of the big blue cage. Elimination chamber, exciting. Well, I, I guess I love, I love the original one. <clears throat> uh, it'd be just you know, with you bringing that up, I guess I wore the right shirt because. Oh, you can't see it. I have a. Uh, no, it said, Hell comes to this igloo, the Civic Arena. Hell in a cell, fully, fully Undertaker. So, oh, shout out. The original, say, here we go. Yeah. So, well, that was, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it was, well, it had the roof. So it really is, it wasn't an original. But yeah, I'd say the Hell in a Cell is probably my favorite. They've had them, I think. Between that and War Games, those have been the most classic cage matches. I, I did like how, like, with this one, the blood and guts, like, a lot of the top of it was, like, uh, it was solid. 
Like it wasn't just all that mess and everything else. You had the mess in the middle and then around the outside, it was more like of a solid type ceiling on it. Did Moxie bleed in that? Huh. <laughs> was he in the match? Then yeah, he bled. <laughs> I mean, he bleeds taking a shower. <laughs> hey, Devin, you got anything to say? Yeah, I'm uh, in 2002 when Eric Bischoff introduced the Elimination Chamber. That instantly became my favorite match, and I look forward to it every single year, and still do. Like even though the modifications have taken it, it's just made it a little safer for the people in the ring. That's still that's probably my favorite match every year. You know, one thing, one of them that I liked was the three stages of hell. I, I really like that concept. I wish they would bring that back and maybe, you know, mo like modify it more so it's, it's more stable and everything else. But I think maybe that change really it to good. two stages of hell. Can, well, yeah, but you got to get that third stage so you can get the belt. I don't know. <clears throat> but I don't they I, already I, have that the way the cage matches go today? No. Because, I mean, I mean it I, seems like everybody's I'm, I'm fighting on top of the cage. I'm talking about the yeah. one with, like, uh, David Arquette. You know how they had the cage on top of the yeah, cage. Bring that back. Well, I, yeah, think no, that, yeah. I think that was a good concept, and I think they could make that work now. AKA the law. Yeah. What about the kennel from hell? <laughs> no, I can't what believe none of y'all. I cannot believe none of y'all has brought up the Punjabi prison match. Everybody knows that's the best one. Everybody knows that's the best one. I was just going to say that he brought up Kennel in a cell. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Well, I said, well, then why don't we just say that the Punjabi match was even better? Thank you. Or, or what, what was what was the one that steel cage barbed wire match with JBL and Big Show? No goodness. I'm sure we were shitting that. all over Pittsburgh again with these <laughs> pay-per-views. We should cover the Punjabi uh, matches. I think that'd be a fun episode. You heard it here next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I'm on, I'm glad I'm on this week <laughs> <laughs> for real. Yeah. I may save that one. I may request that, knowing uh, an episode I won't be on. Be like, hey guys, we should cover this match next that, week. By the way, be a bonus. Hey, hey, yeah, I will say that that one will probably be better than the Sammy Guevara episode. Uh, oh. 14 minutes, 21 seconds. Was waiting for that. Oh. Unnecessary dig at Sammy Guevara. <laughs> he had a hell of a dance-off last week. Well, good night, everybody. We can't top that. Good night, guys. Good night to you when Johnny Garcia got to put his head between Sammy's legs. Yeah. But Ty was, uh, Ty was jealous of that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she was. <laughs> I'm sure Devin. I'm sure Devin was too. Well, well, that goes without saying. <laughs> hey, why isn't it me putting my head between his legs? Hey, I asked yeah. to do that first. Uh, what's next, James? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, glad you asked, Devin, because uh, seems like we have an agenda for today, and. Uh, Brad or Mike, because I guess it was kind of Mike's idea. But, hey, Brad, you're on the outline because you wrote it. What is today's agenda? Well, shout out, Mike. There you go, Adam. Um, <laughs> today's agenda is before they were stars. Is that what you said? Yeah. Before they were stars. So we're doing two matches today of three very big, four very big stars, and three of them weren't stars yet. Who are those people? Well, I don't know. You'll have to find out. And that is today's yeah. agenda. 
Because it wasn't on it wasn't on Twitter earlier for the mass questions. Yeah, but you know, not everybody looks at Twitter. <laughs> was it on Facebook because they don't ask questions on there either? Will you shut up? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all of our fan feedback. Such a Debbie Downer. Uh, all right. Well, are we ready to get into it? Yeah, we yes. know how to do it. Sure. Well, I, can't wait I guess we're gonna uh, find out, won't we? Well, you can introduce the match, James. Oh yeah. Well, hey, before they were stars, we have the Undertaker. Ever heard of him in 1995? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Well, uh, first match is. The Undertaker versus Unabomb. Is there a B at the end? Who knows? It took place from a Smoky Mountain Wrestling Super Bowl of Wrestling. August 4th, 1995. Yeah, before The Undertaker was a star. <laughs> from a the General James White Memorial <laughs> Civic Auditorium in, and Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. What was that? Oh, it was the General James White Memorial Civic Auditorium and Coliseum in Knoxville, Tennessee. Had an attendance of 5,000. It had a match length, supposedly, of 14 minutes and 46 seconds. And Meltzer actually rated this one, and he gave it two stars. Hmm. Are we ready? But, yeah, we are uh, ready. How did we get there? Anybody know? There's no way no. to get there. There's no way to get there. <laughs> Undertaker really liked Kane. No, <laughs> uh, he liked the yeah. dentist. Yeah, this is before they were brothers. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, I do this know that ass from Smoky right, so Mountain Wrestling not... Super Bowl. B, no wrestling. B, Unibomb, no B, Unibomb. Yeah, I think Unibomb with a B was already taken. Anyway, we could full screen that one. I'm gonna make full screen, huh? Oh, that's oh, yeah. huge. How's it? That's what she said. <laughs> Too easy. I like how uh, on commentary they're like, the fans are ha wondering what happened to the lights. I'm like, I'm pretty sure everybody fucking knows what happened to the lights. You got Al yeah. Snow on the light on the corner raising his hand yeah. like, hey, what's is, going on? Is Al is Snow his manager or something? I mean, what the hell was going on there? Well, Al Snow is uh, was is one of the leaders of uh, Ohio Valley <laughs> Wrestling. He's still there. But so. this is Smoky Smoky Mountain. Oh, right. What am I talking about? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Stepping ahead, huh? Yeah, I got ahead of myself. You're right. He is uh, the sensational Al Snow at this moment. And he is the man. Are we supposed to be listening, Mike? I don't know. Can you hear it? Yeah, not good enough. So, James, who not are the announcers? I'm glad you asked, Brad, because a uh, boy taking a shot in the dark on this one. Uh, Les Thatcher and Bob Cottle, I think. Talk yeah. about a duo. Jeez. The ring announcer was Tommy Noe. Got that one. But uh, I know it's Les Thatcher. I think the other person's Bob Cottle. Where's Where's the urn? That's what I was going to ask. How come he didn't bring oh, out the urn? This it's in his back pocket. I was so going to say, did, did Kama already melt it down into a chain already at this point? Oh, good call. And why does Undertaker need security? He's the Undertaker. He's well, we are at Smoky Mountain Wrestling here. I think it's the same security they used for the uh, gangsters. Oh. <laughs> now, I do have a question here. How many of you guys um, watch Smoky Mountain Wrestling? Before oh. this? Devin. Yeah, I didn't think he growing up. We all know that. Like Smoky Mountain's best in hundred matches. 
Wow. Was it, How was many it one of them? Have? How long was Smoky Like four years. Four years? 102. Four years. They had 102 matches. They had a best of 100. Is that Rolando Perez, a referee? Oh, jeez. <laughs> so let me ask you, Bober. Um, if you're in a venue like this of 5,000 people, and you don't know who, the, of course, Glenn Jacobs is yet very much, except for the local. You know, you're local. He's a local guy. And you see The Undertaker comes in. What are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking that Unibomb's going to get his ass kicked first. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, I think this is – you know, I think that you know, think looking back at it, it's like their way of just saying, "All right, we got this big guy. We don't know what to do with him. Let's see how he can ha hang with the one of the best in the world. And if we can, if there's fire in there, then call him up." Right. So I'll tell you what; those punches, Glenn Jacobs obviously knows what he's doing here. Like he's not, he may not be uh, the cane of, you know, that he becomes. But he's, he looks pretty good. Looks better than Isaac Yankum, that's for sure. So then, Adam, why is The Undertaker here, though? I know that um, Cornette had a relationship with WWF at the time. So I think it was more or less maybe Undertaker heard about this Unibomb guy. And he's just doing the favor. Mike, um, I know that uh, James just mentioned it, but why is this uh, referee wearing suspenders? Um, oh, yeah! <laughs> you know, look, he has a mullet. He's ready to go. He's like a Peter Hermit in wrestling right there or something. It is the, it is the South. Nice well, uh, suplex like there. That, that, that's uh, Mark Curtis from the old WCW. He should have he had that look when he was in WCW. He would look better. Love it. I don't think he did, did he? He didn't have no, the mullet no. back then, did he? I don't no, he didn't have the mullet or the suspenders. This is obviously it's after I the suspenders was more like the Smoky Mountain type deal, but so Devin, I'm looking at the questions you wrote down for me, and you wrote, Why is Al Snow here? Did you know the answer to that? Yeah, yeah, he's sensational Al Snow. He led a heel of factions. Like a, a, fa a heel faction with Unibomb, it had uh, Kama in it. It had a bunch of uh, had a bunch of young stars in it. He was like their manager for them all. And even uh, one of the announcers or commentators during this match actually says that he's out here because he has this manager card with him. So it's funny you said um, that you think Undertaker is going to get his or uh, Undertaker's going to kick some ass here, Bober, because right now he's not. No, and. Doesn't uh, Kane, Unibomb, whatever you want to call him, he looks like a um, jacked-up Sid in this. He absolutely – well, I mean, I don't know if he's jacked up, Sid. Sid is pretty jacked up, but he does look like Sid. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that too when, at first. I mean, I've never seen Unibomb – I never saw him in the ring. I, I saw him in his ring gear, uh, and I actually thought he wrestled in the Jason mask. So I was kind of surprised whenever he – Watching this match and he didn't have it on. It was kind of gay yeah. too, like I, red and black. Yeah, and well, see, I didn't know about this part of him until I seen the documentary. I think it was of Kane. Did yeah. not a A and E had something to do with it or something? Or WWE, one of them? Yeah, both of them were in on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I seen that, and that's when I learned a little bit more about, you know, him coming out like this. And before this, he was like Mr. Nightmare of Christmas or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, Christmas Creature, actually. Um, Christmas Creature. Believe it or not, I actually read Kane's book, and he talks a lot about that, you know, what he went through, and uh, always had a pretty good attitude. Um, did not like being a dentist, though. No, he didn't like that one. <laughs> Does anybody really like being a dentist? Well, Adam, it's funny you say that because I don't know if anybody would have liked being the Undertaker either. And uh, if you embrace the character, if you don't, right? Do you not think? Right. Do Do you think he liked being fake Diesel? I I do actually because if you have, watch him and work as fake Diesel, he is all in. I, I think it was Wembley Stadium idea. all in. <laughs> do you think? Speaking of that fake Diesel, big uh, by the way, big uh, clothesline there by Undertaker. Do you think that Vince really believed that would work, or was he just making fun of it? I think he was just making fun. He was flexing nuts. Yeah, yeah. he was. Just... Yeah, I, I think it was. It was just his way of saying, "Hey, anybody can play these parts. It doesn't matter as long as you have the machine behind it." If the machine wants to get behind it, it will. I think it was all part of his case to sue WCW for saying that Scott Hall was too similar to Razor Ramon and that Kevin Nash was too similar to Diesel. Because he could say, we still have these characters on our show. This looks like it was about disaster. Yeah, that's what I say. When when that happened right there, there had to been a lot of people shitting their pants. (laughs) Because, I mean, you seen an Undertaker. Motherfucker. Yeah, I, I, had flash, I had flashbacks to Goldberg, Undertaker, and Saudi. Hey, Mike, any yeah. Goldberg stories? <laughs> oh, didn't he stop at um, Randy's uh, Walmart or something? Yeah, dude, he's in uh, he's in Enid, Oklahoma. You know, by the time you hear this, he's I would assume gone. <laughs> but yeah, he's making the rounds in old Enid, Oklahoma. A bunch of my friends are like, "I got to meet under or uh, Goldberg." I'm like, "Yeah, don't y'all talk shit on me for what?" Who did he ever meet? Now y'all are coming on each other over. Wait, wait. So, if your dad sees him, I I just want to see a picture of your dad with blue hair with Goldberg. Shout <laughs> out, Papa Smurf, huh? Shout out, Allison Faye. She wanted me to say something about that. How proud she is of him. Do Do you think um? Glenn Jacobs could have got over like that. Yeah. Like in this, in this point of view right here. Yeah. Because he's only the Unabom for like the beginning. All right. And here we have it. Tombstone Pile Driver to Unabom from Undertaker into the one, two, three. That was probably like one of his best tombstones. Hey, Adam, as an in-ring performer, what do you think people think about Undertaker resting his nuts on their face when he pins them? <laughs> As long as they hold their breath, I think it's okay. I think he teabags. Well, granted, yeah, the payday is probably real sweet when you're wrestling the Undertaker. But <laughs> hey, Devin, a lot of his the- matches, he does that like over. You know, he doesn't like pin him sideways. He pins him over the top, nuts on face. Adam, what? Or I'm sorry, Devin, what is the the Super Bowl of wrestling? That's what this big show was for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It was like their WrestleMania. So they actually had a few different WWE stars coming in for this show. And Undertaker was one of them. Bret Hart was also at this show. Is Undertaker from the dark side? I didn't think so, but he was announced from there. So I thought he was from Death Valley. Yeah, same. Or maybe Bret's unknown once in a while. I do have a lot of questions um, from our fans. 
about about a lot of this stuff here. So let's just get into it. Where do, where does the Undertaker versus Kane rank in all time feuds? That is Mike Gallagher. Is it Mike Thought Gallagher there. or is it Mike Gallerg? Mikel Gallerg. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of the best, man, because that was another long term storytelling. Like when people talk about long, you know, like Bloodline, NWO uh, versus Sting, that Undertaker Kane one was a pretty, you know, decently long uh, storyline, also. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I hate saying it. It's like top 10, right? I mean, it's not top I mean, five. Shit, maybe top five. I yeah. Mean, isn't it yeah, for years and years and years? Like the buildup was really good. You know, Paul Bear, here, brother. You know, like all this. That shit. is good when shit, man. That met, is good shit. Anchor wouldn't touch him, and then they finally, you know, you know, punch each other. Like all this stuff, and then of course all the shit after that WrestleMania 14 match. Like you know, it went on forever. I, then they become I, a team I, and feud again. I could, I could say the original story was probably top three. But then whenever they kept revisiting it and revisiting it, I think that just kind of knocked it down a little bit. Uh, the diddling of the mom? Yeah. <laughs> Mike, you, you, uh, uh, Whitaker, same thing? Top five? Yeah, it's up there somewhere. Adam? Yeah, top six. Top six? It's number six then? It's number yeah, six? Yeah, six. <laughs> and you, how about Bruce Pritchard, huh? Did, did you say anything, Devin? Uh, yeah, yeah, I just... Kind of thought the same thing as James. So, all right. I like this other question from Gallagher a lot. Which of Kane's former characters did you like the best? We'll start with you, Whitaker. The Christmas tree guy. Ah, hell yeah, but you got to know what it's called. The Christmas tree guy. No. The Christmas, the Christmas creature. The Christmas creature. That's my favorite because it was ridiculous. <laughs> I just, Yeah, I, th I thought it was funny. And like him explaining, you know, how his mom made the costume for him and all that right. stuff. You know, it's just one of those, you know, like what the fuck, like a Halloween costume thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I mean, obviously, Kane's number one, but I, I would go with Unibomb second. I mean, even though that's like the first time I've actually saw him wrestle with that, I, I just think that that gimmick would was much better than the other two from WWE. I agree. It works. It works like it's legit. It's 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 something that could carry on, right? I'm joking about the Christmas creature. Obviously, that that can't work. <laughs> but this no. could be a character for ten years. I agree with that. That's a good call, Devin. I'm gonna say uh, fake Diesel. Good. When he was Diesel, he made it to the final four of that Royal Rumble. But he for did. some reason, the next month he wasn't put in that Fatal Four Way match. But he should have had a title match at the Fatal Four Way pay per view. That is a good point. He was in the final four of the Royal. Vader Rumble. was not. <laughs> uh, Adam, did did they already kill that character though? Prior I, to that fatal four way, I yeah, really don't. Know. I mean, that only lasted what a couple weeks, and they yeah, were it didn't last too much longer. I know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Fake Diesel because that kind of got his foot in the door, and that kind of got him noticed to what he was going to turn into and, and to be in Kane and now mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Do you think a match like this had a lot to do with him coming to WWE to begin with? Like Undertaker saying, hey, man, this guy can work. He, you know, yeah, he might need work. Undertaker, work. Undertaker had 80% to do with it. Maybe Cornette another 20. Well, he was already there and then back. And then, you know, like right. he'd already been there. Yanking teeth. 
Um, I mean, and the main thing for a lot of them is finding that right gimmick or finding that right, you know, person they can be. Wow. And, you know, once that, that right thing hits, you know, they're gone. They can have, you can have the same person come out as one per like as one gimmick wrestle the same and it not work at all. He come out completely different in the next week and boom. Well, that's, I mean, look, I, I talk about it all the time with gold dust. That should not have worked either, but, but it, it did. Because Dustin Runnels made it work, right? You made it work. You have to make it work. You know, now, and fans have fans have to want it to work too. Now, wasn't this a lot have a lot to do with how they're looking for a new opponent for the Undertaker? And so I think Cornette got in their ear and said, Hey, have them wrestle down here and see how it goes. And because that went so well and Taker was so impressed by him that that's what catapulted him into the Kane character. Look, it's like they, like they say, he wrestled dog shit opponent. No offense to the opponents, but they weren't at their prime at WrestleMania matches with Taker because he kind of had a bunch of like, you know, Bundy, uh, El Elegante or whatever, you know, like all this stuff. So they actually, hey, we want an opponent where he can have a good match with, not just like bullshit. Uh, James, who do you, who do you got? Oh boy, I don't know. You can't pick Kane. No, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the answer's Kane. <laughs> I, know, I, I don't know. I mean, corporate Kane wasn't the best. Obviously, fake Diesel was what it was. Uh, cor corporate Kane. You ass. <laughs> All right, so I got a mouthful here from Rob. Uh, Rob Hewitt. There you go. Yeah. And this, uh, I, I appreciate all his support lately. I uh, really appreciate Rob's good hanging out with you, Top Guy Weekend. Great hat. Uh, yes. So here we go. How do you mom from us? I might have a drink in between this. Seeing how the careers of Kane and Undertaker were so intertwined, had the WWE decided to go another route and not do the Kane character, would Undertaker have lasted as long as he did? And... If Glenn Jacobs has instead signed with WCW, would he have been able to star in that company and then join the Invasion storyline as part of the WCW-ECW alliance? Just something to think about while I was thinking at work. Mm -hmm. All right, so there's two questions there. So if there was no Kane character, would the Undertaker have lasted as long as he did? You know, that that's a good question because yeah, it I, it, it yeah, really it is, the, Kane, yeah. the Kane character did kind of bring more to the undertaker character you know it brought him out more years years he brought to the character yeah so i mean could yes he could have had more but you know it's like what everybody says you know he didn't have the opponents for him when he went back to mankind or you know him and stone cold didn't have the chemistry in the ring none him and the rock him and triple h i mean they had good matches but you don't remember any of them yeah, you needed that big person. You needed somebody that could came to do it. I don't think he could have came in as another character, even doing what he did, to make that storyline last a bit longer. So, you, Adam, you think he would have made it work another way, right? Yeah, he would have. He's just that good. Had, I, I get what you're he, saying there, too. He was too. that he, good. He, Man, he had Shawn Michaels. He had Triple H. I mean. That was late, though. He I was. Mean, but, it was 96, 97 when. It was 2011, though, with. I mean, with those. I think, I I think if, it, if it wasn't for Kane, we would have seen more of a change in the character. I yeah. think we would have gotten the American badass a lot yeah. earlier. Yeah, I we think Paul Bear had more on his career than Kane did. What? 
Paul Bear had more of an effect I mean, on his career. He, I mean, he was the manager. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, you don't have matches with Paul Bear. Mm. Yeah, but Paul Bear did the talking. He did the the facials. He did everything. I don't know. I think the, the heel the, the heel turn for Paul Bearer added a lot to the Undertaker yeah. character. And but the, and that had a lot to do with Kane coming in. So if if it wasn't for Kane, would he have turned heel? Yeah, he, he turned heel way before because he, he turned with mankind. With mankind, yeah. but George Brett—that's hard. I think I, a I damn think good question. Good. Damn good yeah. question. Devin, you got anything to say? Yeah, do you, I think that the Undertaker character would have worked, and then I think the American Badass character would have worked. But I don't know if we would, would have ever seen the Undertaker return back to the Dead Man Undertaker. Because, like, without Kane burying him, what's going to bring him back to that supernatural status? James, how about you, bud? I think uh, that's a very legit question. It is good. Uh, <laughs> I agree that you got a lot of mileage out of it because even uh, Undertaker talked about, like, hey, I was pretty much ready to switch characters around this time. So, I, you know. I'll tell you this. I don't know about the second part of the question, though, because I, I don't, if there's Glenn Jacobs would have stayed with WCW and been part of that company and part of the invasion, he's not Kane. So what does it mean? Yeah. yeah I, I, don't think I was going to say with that one, if he w actually got over in WCW, he would have been like Hall, Nash, Goldberg, Hogan. He wouldn't have come over in that original invasion. He would have probably been on a on a separate contract like those guys if he was if he actually made good there, and you know he would have been sitting on his ass collecting a paycheck until the contract was done. But he also wouldn't have been Kane, so he, he it wouldn't have, have meant anything to <laughs> the Undertaker. He would have been, he would have never been the character development. I know what would his gimmick have been? Anything? Right, it could have been whatever it was. Roadblock. Oh. Shout out Roadblock. One of my. That's favorites. what I'm saying. I mean, who would he wrestle there? Uh, Sid Vicious. I think I Kane would have got lost in that whole Sean Stasiak group. Where I, I, I think so too. They're all big guys. That Sean O'Hare, like uh, they're I, all big, fit, physical, but they all look the same. And then no, I think he, he had, had more talent fit. than those two. I think I think he he would have had he would have been more talented that he could have busted through and maybe gotten some matches, say against us. Scott Steiner or the giant before he came over, you know, people like that. Okay. Well, 98-ish or so, say they would have brought him in as this big, badass heel. Would have put him in the face Goldberg. One match. <laughs> I, I knew this was going somewhere. I sat back for this reason. <laughs> Take one step Running. back. You talk about Undertaker not making it without Kane. Do you think Kane would have made it without the Undertaker character? No. No. No, no way. Well, wait. Glenn Jacobs? Glenn nope. Jacobs. Do you think he would have lasted in WWE if Undertaker was not there? I, I, nope. mean, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he would have. I think it was a Kane character. That guy he's 320 pounds. He had to make it as something. Wasn't Kane well, Glenn Jacobs tried. last year? <laughs> he tried three gimmicks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he's hell, y'all chose a fucking Christmas tree as his best, you know? <laughs> I, what I, I, don't, I don't think he would have been there. He would uh, not have been there right now but, or back then. Well, he would, I think he would agree with you. But I have one more question from Ben Jones, and none of you saw this one because he came private chat. <laughs> yeah. If the roles were reversed, who does it better, Glenn Jacobs as Taker or Mark Calloway as Kane? 
These are Mark good Calloway, questions. Mark Calloway is Kane, 100%. Yeah, because he was already red, you know, big red and all that stuff. He was always Kane the Undertaker. That's the yeah, that first picture already talked about it. Yeah, right. and then there was that one that um, was it JR Days to this week where um, he came out dressed up as Kane. Yeah, and they yeah. said, you know, you really, you couldn't tell, you really couldn't tell the difference when he was in the ring. And the only you know, difference was the sleeve. He had two full long sleeves full instead sleeve. of the one. The only difference. No, which Kane had was that. Was that before or after the uh, that uh, first blood match that he had with Stone Cold? Way before. Yeah. That whenever, was- whenever Taker dresses him. Was that that was before? Right. It was ninety eight. I think that was after. It it, it would have been. I mean, if ninety eight was when, because that was part of the uh, King of the Ring, right? Where, so, where they had that first blood match, and he came out with the with both sleeves in both arms. Yeah, that's right. why the first debut he had the full sleeves, and I think after that first blood match is when he came with just one. Okay. I don't remember. I, think. I could be wrong. No, I I thought all I, I, I remember about that is Mick Foley falling off the cage. That's, that's Brian. Brian, do you know anything? Yeah. We really waited. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's move on. That's it. Questions are done for that match. Wow. Great. Thank you. Hey, seriously, thank you, everyone, for all the support. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Those are damn good questions, Rob, Joe. Very good Rob, questions. Questions on that one. Keep bringing them in, Rob. Yeah. And uh, yeah, all of them. Uh, they were all good. Uh, I love them. Uh, one swerve. Undertaker Kane, do you think the fake Undertaker did anything to help the real Undertaker? No. Mm. No, that was just a that was just a one off, I think. That's crazy because you don't really think about that as often. You know, like exactly. you never really even think about that fake Undertaker feud deal at all. Or the fake Kane feud. Oh, true. <laughs> I, one last thing on this I want to ask you guys. Do you think anyone in attendance there thought 25 years later Unabom would be their mayor? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard no. <laughs> you think Isaac Yankum would have been their mayor? <laughs> he wouldn't even have been their dentist. <laughs> somebody in the crowd. Like, hey, you know that Unabom? He'd make a damn good mayor. <laughs> <laughs> Props for him for wearing those dentures or whatever the hell he wore to get those ugly teeth. Yeah, nothing like a dentist with bad teeth, right? <laughs> it was makeup. They said it was uh, pain or some shit like that. Yeah, I know. He, he mentioned it. He said that he had to put pain or some shit like that on him. Oh, there we go. Appreciate that. So I guess it's time to shoot on over to um, Bober's bullet points. <laughs> you know, so... Over, welcome to the show, and that yeah, was your yeah. segment. Surprise, on surprise! Give us your shit. All right, here's the uh, shit. first one. Don't you think of the swerve? Wouldn't it be great if it's Adam Cole that turns on MJF and becomes the heel? That's what oh. all these guys want. I want no. them to stay together forever. No. <laughs> no. I want Adam Cole to turn and they stay both heels. Oh. oh. I, yeah, I, don't see, I don't see MJF. MJF. Yeah, exactly. MJF, I just don't see it as a baby face. But, I just want but here's the thing, going forever. They're 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 building they're building to him and Punk in a unification match. And I I see them turning Punk heel. So I can see 
them have wanting MJF as a babyface. So if MJF turns babyface and Punk ain't really a good heel, who's your next popular heel? Who in that company could be your next good heel? Can it be a monster? It's not deal? Jack Perry. It sure as hell ain't Jack Perry. <laughs> Beethoven's fifth. You got a Shut lot up. of guys that could be a big heel. If they just push him right, come on. That's the thing, though. How about Wardlow? Can he go heel? Not now. I think he's been pushed too much as a babyface since he's with he's Arn Anderson. He's just too damn handsome, huh? They, 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 killed him. They, they killed him so much. Well, yeah. Lance Archer, I think he could be a good heel. He is great. He, they just don't but push they him right. Push, yeah, don't much. push him right at all, man. No, I, I, if, Samoa if Joe, smart, maybe. If Wardlow's smart, as soon as that contract is up, he is on the first flight to Connecticut. To Connecticut, Yes. How about MLW first at twenty three hundred arena? Let's go one match. <laughs> him and Alex Kane. <laughs> hey, 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 you you can you can come to Pittsburgh and watch him in IWC whenever he come, makes. But nobody cheers in Pittsburgh, right? There's a tough crowd. No, not, not James. Hey, I fell in love with uh, Ashley Dambois. Granted, she's engaged now. Shout out. She's awesome. I like her too. Bubba. I like her too. Yeah, but what, what what did you think of the crowd at that show that you went to? It's pretty passionate, man. They do have a that IWC crowd like follows the stuff. It's not like, oh hey, we're gonna go to this indie promotion thing. No, they're like invested in the storylines and everything, and they've had a lot of good ones. And this Cole Carter like you know stuff back and forth, like it's been some good shit. Bober, um, Bruce always said that. That's why I said that. I, I don't believe <laughs> that. They know yeah. that. No, but yeah, I'm no. so close now, guys. We're gonna uh, shout out Megan. We're gonna check out Rise here in the coming weeks. We'll see, uh, see how uh, shout out promotions hey, uh, going. Uh, uh, never mind. It'll be old hat by the time this airs. But Rise was gonna have a very big free agent, but now all of a sudden they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. Why would you own a professional sports team when you're not gonna spend money on it, so you can at least be competitive? Shout out uh, this is about Arr. exactly, exactly. Shout out Bob, uh, Bob Nutting. Is this she, a is this a Pirates <laughs> question? Well, you could say that about the Athletics as well. True. Or yeah, shout they, out they were good the for Royals. years. They were good for years, even though they didn't spend money. The Pirates terrible for years since the You're since right. the Atlanta Braves. In well, the we early had that, 90s? that streak One of good year years. With the, yeah, the three years with. Uh, McCutcheon that they made the wild card, you know, Quato, the Quato game. Yeah, shout out Justin Davis. A lot of Drop shout the ball. Out. Drop the ball. <laughs> Dude, McCutcheon has one of the sickest baseball cards of all time, though, when he played with the Phillies. Okay. Now, after watching Dark Side of the Ring this past, the last episode, the Abdul the Butcher episode, and seeing all the damage that he created with the fork. Why the hell didn't Adam yeah. Page or Kenny Omega yeah. bleed during blood and guts whenever Moxley was hitting them with the fork? I mean, come. I mean, is 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 this what we're going to get now with AEW now that uh, Warner, you know? Whatever the hell, their Discovery Warner's in charge. Oh, they did that safety thing, and then in that blood and guts match, they violated like ninety percent of the safety. <laughs> they just put out. Yeah, they you it for like eight seconds. Yeah, well, no, I mean, because they, they just said they can't be bleeding when they went through the crowd, which they came through the crowd at the beginning. 
They didn't take any, they didn't make contact with any of the fans while they were in the crowd. So uh, they didn't break any of the safety measures. But how, how do you, I mean, there was very little blood for a mat. I mean, it, it seems like we're for getting forks into and a bed of nails. I understand completely, brother. Yeah. I hated it. Effing hated it. I mean, how is it Nick Jackson bleeding from the chest with glass being put on it and Moxley stomping down on it? I agree. How about two I hour love matches, you, Bobby. I love you. <laughs> hour blood and guts match and an hour tag match. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Now, the hour tag match, I'll watch it eight it more was times. Fantastic. We can't cover it, though. We'd be here for five hours. Exactly. <laughs> okay. But uh, the blood one, and guts match, I, of, I, I just want to say, of, I. Real quick, before you leave that one, I was watching that last uh, last week with my little brother, and like Moxley pulls out the fork and stabs Omega first, and I just kind of look away. I'm like, oh, he's like, there's not even blood. He's like, he didn't even stab him. Yeah, I love exactly. last week. By the way, that's really good. Kate Dave is alive. Okay, if you notice too, they're talking about the screwdriver. They said he's bringing out the screwdriver. Yeah, it was that, that was first. Him hitting with him. Yeah, and I'm looking at first. it and I'm seeing like the silver and I'm like, well, he's hitting with the wrong fucking side of the screwdriver. <laughs> I, I like I like when Claudio's holding it and he's like, I don't know if I want to do this or not. Yeah. Like, he holds it and just hesitates, like, uh, do I really yeah. want to do this? No. What about when Moxley pulled out another one for Claudio? <laughs> he was not yeah, he, he was not it. comfortable with it. You could tell he wasn't yeah. comfortable. And did you see his face when he when they brought out the nails? Oh, Claudio's man. face when they brought out that bed of nails was just priceless. Omega's hand on the nails, I cringed at that moment. I couldn't handle that. Man, last week was a big week. Last <laughs> week. Okay, still fresh on kind of off of what Mike was talking about with the cage matches. All right, cage matches were created to keep people inside the ring. Am I right? That's what they're supposed to be for. Okay, then why is it that now? Any cage match with the roof means there's going to be fighting on top of it. Do we blame Mick Foley for this? I think it's everything. When they say the, the rules are this. I think the whole idea of the rules are this is to say that they, it won't happen. Just like there can't be interference in a cage match, and there always is interference in a cage match. Um, the guy's uh, above the ring in a uh, whatever that was, suspended above the ring, so he can't interfere. And guess what? They get to him. It's just part of the fun. I do have one complaint about this whole match, okay, and it was when uh, Pac or Pack or whatever he wants to be called, when he went to cut the chain off the door. If you notice on that case, on the chain, it is hooked up with little clips. It's not even wrapped around. It's clipped here, clipped here, and it's on the chain. All you had to do was reach over and undo that clip, and boom. The lock no, it right looked, no, it looked like it was it was through because they, they locked it no. once everybody it, was in. I thought, and if he quits, isn't that match over? If he quits, we rewatch it because it has that little just little clip thing on there. Okay, is all that's I on. Have, I still have it DVR, so I can, I'll, I'll go back and yeah. take a look. Because I seen that, I'm like, these motherfuckers. All he had to do was do it, and he had to go out there and go underneath the ring and everything else for five minutes to get the damn. Well, at least it made it look real. <laughs> if you ain't sitting, you're standing, right? <laughs> yeah, it okay. wasn't a knock around or nothing. 
A couple more, couple more here. Um, <laughs> it has been 17,586 days since the Philadelphia Flyers have won the Stanley Cup. So, Brad, have you ever seen the Flyers win the Cup? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't living here either because I think I was three. Was it 1975 or 79? 75. No. <laughs> no. Kevin, no. what about you? 75, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the only one that that fits that. Funny that thing is, I wanted that video from Top Guy Weekend from Bober. So I text, I said, "Give me, send me your number in the chat." And he just this text comes back, come to me. I don't know who it's from. Right? It says Flyers suck. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who that could be, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, Devin, your 49ers are going to beat us Week One. They will beat the Steelers, but don't plan any parties for the Super Bowl because you ain't making it. Oh, wait. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Niners are taking down both Pennsylvania teams this year. So, you got no yeah, shot. No. Yeah, no James, shot. sorry. No. Hey, it's our year. Because if it ain't our year, then. Then it'll be next year. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now, this, this is the Bama and the Mike. Uh, I don't think your Bulldogs are going to three-peat. But oh. hey, as long, as long as they have a better season than Alabama, it's a win. <laughs> I, that I agree, but yeah, I think this year's definitely be um, it's gonna be a fun year this year. Well, half the Eagles are bam or or are, are, uh, yep. Bulldogs. So we know the Eagles, Eagles are going somewhere this year. We know that. Steelers got some Bulldogs as well. So I mean, but yeah, I think it, this is definitely gonna be a fun year for us. I'm very excited for it. All right, last one, Brad James. You guys know where I'm going with this, but uh, french fries on a sa- sandwich or in a salad? Both. Yes or no? Yes, both. I do it I do it every week. French fries <laughs> in a salad? In a salad. Yeah, yeah they the do like with the, the steak or chicken salad. Hey, they, we put steak? fries yeah. We put fries in a salad, like a steak salad or a chicken salad. I, I, I put fried, them on a sandwich, yeah. shout out for Manny's. Shit was <laughs> bomb. That shit was so bomb. And people that like talk shit, you are missing the fuck out. That's all I'm saying. I like to put steak in a salad. Like, if I have a steak one night and we have leftovers, I'll cut it up and put yeah, it in a salad. Right there, Mike? Yeah, but I'm saying with, with French fries in that salad as yes. well. Yes, yes, I love it. No? Yes. Never had it, but I'll try it. It's delicious. Trust yeah, me. I've never yeah. tried that, but would. I've, uh, I've definitely had fries on a burger before, though. So, that's, Devin, that's seriously, good. my salad right now is medium rare steak in the salad with blue cheese, Bacon, bacon's good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good for you, Sal. Oh, there's a couple onions in there. Uh, <laughs> there yeah, and I get, we, we can we can also add uh, Domino Chris to appreciating the, the fries on a sandwich too. Yeah, he, he, he had one whenever we went to a par- the pirate game and when he was in Pittsburgh. Nice. You know, something else that's really good is if you have like sloppy joes. Of course, you get French fries for sloppy joes, right? But if you take that sloppy Joe stuff and put it on top of the French fries, Ooh, fire that is something good. There's your early Mike's meat minute, and that <laughs> right. is Mike's meat minute. How about regular <laughs> potato chips on a sloppy Joe? Waka waka waka. Oh wait, yeah, that's good. Chips on there. That's really good. I'm out. Boom. <laughs> Love it. Well, we are flying high now. Thank you, thank you, Bober, for saving the episode right there. Right. Where the hell am I at? Speaking of that, uh, I guess up next, 
We have uh, the real sensation. Or new sensation, whatever the fuck. Anyway, it's uh, Adam. So, Adam, what you got for us this week? Oh, so, uh, Adam has to answer the, the fries on the sandwich or in a salad question. Yes or I, I no? I stepped away because the Xfinity, I'm trying to get my daughter's number swapped over <laughs> to her new. Well, I got her a dig on phone and they give me a new number instead of transferring her own number. Yeah, so six days a week to do this shit. You're the busiest person in the world and there's absolutely nothing. I got it it's today. Like, oh, let's schedule it Thursday at 7. Let's schedule it Thursday. I didn't schedule it. Stop by. Just doing a show. Let's do a show. You act like I want to be on hold for an hour with Xfinity, Xfinity Mobile. You're on hold for an hour. You're not talking to them. It's perfect. That's... <laughs> now, they just tried okay. to call, so I just declined the call, so thank you. But... <laughs> <laughs> What's the afternoon question? Fries on a sandwich or and or in a salad, like a steak or chicken salad. Yes or no? No, hamburger, yes. Onion rings on a hamburger, yes. Mike, what is it? You know, you know the I should be capitalized since it's the first word of the first letter of the word. The I should Get be capitalized. I hope you're enjoying Waterloo, bud. Really could yeah. use you. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Abba. Uh, so anyway, as we record, this Saturday is and we got a show. It's called the Buckhouse Stampede in Huntsville, Alabama, at the Salty Nut Brewery. Um, I was talking to Dump, and he says that I will be getting into the ring to get my feet wet, so I'll be having uh -oh. referee my first match. Ooh. Uh -oh. Yeah. So, uh, is this indoors or what? It's indoors, thank goodness. Okay, so you're not going to get rained out. No, it is at the Salty Nut Brewery. Can we all say brewery together? Brewery. Brewery. <laughs> Can you say brewery, Bober? A brewery. Yeah. Then why can't you say it, Brad? Brad? I'll tell you what. You put it on the spot, we'll see what happens when you're announcing a special announcement. I don't know what announcement yeah, you're talking about. That's the hottest shit in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think we'll all have salty nuts at that brewery. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suck at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's gonna be some good matches. It's gonna be Kylie Alexa versus T Gaines. It's gonna be let's see here, Kenzie Page versus Kelsey Reagan. Hmm. And then um, I know Cabana Man's gonna be there, and a, a bunch more. I know. Um, let's see here, the best of seven matches are gonna go on. Okay, so there's several of them gonna be there. So. This is their second one going on, so it's going to be a big deal. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Great. Should be a fun show. I just watched well, Ashen yeah, Class 100, and that was awesome. Did they Did they do the uh, death match? They did not show that one. They. I don't know why. That was the first match of the night. And I was like, well, how do you work into that? I believe the first match on Action Clash 100 was uh, match four between Locksmith, Brandon Williams versus uh, Tyler Franks. And I think but, they'll be doing match five this weekend. You know then the main event was triple nines. And up yeah. Going but, so, uh, great, Adam, great tag team. Is your, is your ref name going to be Adam from Bama? <laughs> no, I need to come up with a gimmick name, though. Yeah. Ref from and, Bama. And is your number one fan, Jason Coleman, going to be there? In the crowd, whoever he is, he's going to be in the crowd rooting for you, of course. Yeah, all right, good, glad to hear. 
100%. So it's going to be a big show. I mean, it's, it's their second year doing it. I want to say it's their second year, so it's supposed to be a big deal. I mean, I've, I had a list somewhere or another, but I'll, I'll come up with that later. Or I'll put it on Twitter if I have to, but it's going to be a big-ass match, man. They got a, another show with Rockford, another show coming up in Florence. So it's going to be a big month. Singing River Brewery in Florence? Yes, sir. Event, yep. The Event Center Action Class, 85, Florence, Alabama. Anniversary show, yep. Heck yeah. Got a bunch of them coming. Great. Back to you, James. <laughs> is, that all, is that all you have for us, Adam? That's all I feel like talking about, yeah. Heard that. <laughs> well, uh. Let's uh, keep it on shucking up uh, up north to uh, Devin. So, Devin, what do you have for us? So, recently on Impact Wrestling, we had the big Slammiversary pay-per-view. In that, we saw two huge returns between Josh Alexander return right at the end of the show and EY, Eric Young, returning. I thought they were two great returns, but that just made me think. What are some of the greatest returns in wrestling history? So, what are some of your guys' favorites? I usually like go a, first, but I don't know yet. Of all time? Oh, Stone Cold or? coming out and the fucking chair shotting everybody at, uh, what was that, Unforgiven or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go recent. And it's not my favorite of all time, but it was pretty cool to see John Cena come back at Money in the Bank. That was epic. At the end of the pay-per-view, that was really epic. It was so uh, nobody expected it. Nobody expected yeah, it. The place erupts. It was a good moment. You're McAfee talk about it in school because he's like, all right, we're done. And he said that Michael Cole's like, no, 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 man. Something's about to happen. No, no, just stay there. And he's like, what? What? And then like, <laughs> and the yeah. place just goes nuts. <laughs> oh, so, you, look, you look really sad. Go ahead. Yeah, sad return for us. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna say, I mean, it, 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 this one shit the bed, but I, I and I'm not consider this isn't my top one, but you know, the rock at uh, the Royal Rumble in Philly to try to put over Roman. Wow, Philly, <laughs> that was oh, garbage. Yeah. But no, I, I'd say that the, the best one. was uh, Flair's return. Flair's return, you know, on Nitro. Oh yeah, that's a real good one. What, when that, that, was that in Greensboro? Yeah, I okay. think it was. And, and, uh, you know, oh man, that is a good one. Yeah, that that was probably the best. That's a pretty great one. I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah, <laughs> future's so bright, he's got to wear shades. That's right. Um, I got one for y'all. How about Shane McMahon returning during the McMahon Appreciation Day thing? That was, that was a good one. Oh, yeah. That was a big pop. <laughs> like, I mean, he sat in there for, what, 10 minutes? And then, like, the chant just sounded, this is awesome, holy shit, and all that other stuff. I think that right there was a big one. That, that's the one that led to the Hell in a Cell with Mania, right? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Well, a shitload <laughs> of injuries <laughs> led to that Hell in a Cell Mania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Who's left? There. Adam, you how got about, one for us? How about when Brock Lesnar come back right after WrestleMania 28? Yeah, and destroyed John Cena. Exactly. Oh. He destroyed oh, that was a good one. John Cena. 
I, I absolutely loved that one, but I, I had a feeling he was coming back because he was on the game. Like, he was on the newest WWE game. Aren't they all? Arlito in Puerto Rico, huh? huh? Yeah, but they, they showed that, too. <laughs> they played that up. Yeah. Um, what about but, Cody, WrestleMania 38? Eh. He was coming, but it was still good. Yeah, well, still good, yeah. I can't believe we haven't said the big one yet, did. by the way. How have we not said come the on, big one yet? Come on, Roman. No. How about CM Punk? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it gives a shit. Who did he ever beat? But it's a huge moment. Oh, my God. Oh, big time. I, I, I would love to know what the reaction would have been had it not been in Chicago. <laughs> I still think it would have been big that day, but not at a collision. I want to know <laughs> if the crowd would have took over the show if it wouldn't have happened. If the crowd just would have shit all over the show if he wasn't there. Mm, I, I think... And I, I think that was why Tony had him come out first rather than save him for the end. Was yeah, because exactly he, didn't right. want, he didn't want the crowd just chanting CM Punk all night long until we came out. Uh, so God, what about so cool. Cena? What, what about when Cena come back at the Royal Rumble back in uh, 2008? That was big because he wasn't supposed to be there. Edge. No, he'd come back from a torn peck or something. Yeah, it was too early. Oh, yeah, no, four minutes early. That's the one that came to my mind, Adam, because the same Josh Alexander injury, he recovered like three months quicker than he was supposed to as well. And he's oh, immediately back for Impact Wrestling. He is the prototype. I mean, what, oh. what about what about the Edge return? Excellent. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. We didn't even talk about that. That was mad. <laughs> oh, the Bar Rumble one? Yeah, yeah. the pre-COVID. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's the, that's the, the last Rumble big crowd before like COVID. or 19 when Ray Mysterio came back. I love that one. It's weird when we have a picture up and it talks. <laughs> and it's my picture. Oh, no. I was just saying it's Mysterio's, Adam. <laughs> Mysterio's return was a fart in church because that was at the Rumble in Pittsburgh. No, no, the one in 2018, not the one, the other one. The one where it wasn't Daniel Bryan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I, I get it. I... Yeah. Oh, about... did we shit all over that? <laughs> what about Bray Wyatt's return last year? Really good. Damn, that's Pretty true. Good. I would love to see him return again. Ain't that the well, truth? I, I'm friends with Uncle Howdy on Facebook. Well, is that even a thing? Like, who is this guy? Why did I accept? <laughs> why him? is this is fucking stupid? Why, why is Bo Dallas wasting his time being? Dude, your all the guy does is talk about how hanging out with uh, Liv. All the guy does is talk about how he's not Bo Dallas. I mean, <laughs> why am I friends with this pretend person? It's like me and two other people. One of them is Santos. <laughs> there's one there's one thing we all need to stop and take one second and do. We all need to thank thank you, Trish, for coming back and taking care of Lita and showing these women wrestlers how to do it in the ring. Because Lita is all time Hall of Famer in my book. Her and Lita are my two favorite wrestlers. I mean, they paved the way. So we can't forget about Trish coming back. Random ass comment, but it's Lita legit hurt. No, she's just done, retired, or or is she done? Or did she, I mean, did, did they just do the injury angle just to? I don't get know. Rid of I her? don't know the answer. She had to go look for more treasures and stuff. Her and Mick yeah, Foley, right? <laughs> yeah. By the way, Devin, do you walk to work every morning? Yeah, I thought that was weird the other day. I just want to let you know that. Okay, <laughs> James, back to you. Yeah, are we done with this? <laughs> 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 All right, well, uh, I guess I'll return uh, back to the outline. Wait, real quick. What? 
Brad asked me about that. I'm going to touch on that. So about two years ago, I started walking to work. I've lost 30 pounds in two years. No lie. Man, how big were you? <laughs> yeah, I was, really? about, like, I was about 245. No shit. And now I'm down to less than 210. So I've I'm known you almost You're two still years. bigger than I am. So walking to work, you've lost how much? Yeah, or I've lost like, literally like, like 25 pounds. You still that's no like, shit. Hey, no shit. That's you, awesome, man. No shit. Do you hey. walk uphill, uphill both ways? There it is. Only uphill <laughs> coming home. <laughs> well, it only took you like five minutes to walk home. Yeah, it's only like a mile. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But every I'm single day. Walking back and forth. Speaking of stagnant, this episode has hit a lag. <laughs> but back to you, James. Thanks. Thanks, Devin. Well, uh, before I start with the, the spirit of being stagnant, I just want to let you guys in on a little health fact that I saw as some clickbait on uh, Facebook. Did you know that if you only shit like every three days, it could be a sign of cognitive failure? So that being said, do laxatives give you superpowers? Think about it. Mm. Huh? The more you know. home. <laughs> I got I got one for you. Is it still considered prostitution if you give them their payment with a birthday card? <laughs> Put the money in a birthday card. I can't remember who it was that got like uh, arrested for like you know fucking a prostitute, and they're like, no, 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 no. I bought a very expensive condom, and she let me try it out on her. Yes! <laughs> Love it. But uh. <laughs> Back to the uh, subject at hand. Fear uh, to be a stagnant, you know. Uh, hey, look at us. You know, uh, I know this is kind of an inside baseball thing. Shout out to that, Mike. Can't love the fact that she's zooming in out on us. But, uh, <laughs> That's not hey, me doing us, it. Huh? That's uh, y'all doing. You know. Miss you, Bryant. What's that? Good. That's That's miss you, Bryant. <laughs> Sometimes in life, we hit a little snag, and uh, I've kind of uh, been on a little climb in life, and uh, being stagnant, you know, uh, kind of is not my forte, because that means that uh, you're just going to... God, what? What do you... Can you talk or not? Jesus Christ. That's not me doing it. What is it? Is is Devin talking or something? I was about to say, is this a a spirit of zooming in and out on stream? Shout out. My God. But yeah, you know, like, uh, I think uh, life is always meant to at least try to put your best foot forward. And that doesn't mean, like, some people have the same job for 30 years, and I get it. Hey, I get it. But uh, in my current situation, that ain't me. And I don't want to do that. And uh, especially with our podcast, like, we can just stay the same, do the same shit. But hey, you know, we kind of want to take that next step. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to take that next step because I know I just got this job like a year ago to this position, but kind of feeling flatlining you know don't really feel like i'm gonna progress and at my current store i can't progress so i would i would just be stuck doing this job for a while and that ain't me and that ain't us and uh if you want to have the same job and do that stuff you know you're in a good place hey more power to you but uh i'm not i'm still climbing in life and i don't want to stop here like this isn't the rung that i'm gonna stop on the ladder on so I guess the spirit of being stagnant is, hey, why not try to, you know, take that next step? You know, it is going to be uncomfortable, but you didn't get to where you are being comfortable. You know, you always got to take a little gambles on yourself. Like Conrad said, bet on yourself sometimes. and You'll never know what will happen. And if you fail, at least, you know, you gave it that chance because you don't want to be 85 years old. Oh, what if I would have done this? What if I would have? No, you live the what if, you know, like take that chance. 
And what if you try something, fail, but it redirects you to something else? You don't know that if you just stay stagnant. So there's that. And uh, we got some pretty exciting shit with our podcast coming up, and we're not going to be stagnant. No, we're not. Shout out to the Echo. It's back. (laughs) All right. So I guess it's time for match number two. Well, what is that? Oh, it's Randy Orton versus Prototype. You may know that name. Stay tuned. It took place at Ohio Valley Wrestling January 16th, 2002. From the Danny Davis Arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. It had a match length of 4 minutes and 50 seconds. But hey, let's cue it up and let's watch it. Before we do that, I got a question. Why would they name an arena after a crooked referee? Boom. (laughs) <laughs> you would have to ask Jeffersonville, Indiana. <laughs> so we're queuing it up, huh, Mike? Or are you Thank frozen? Wrestling, and we've been drawn to the ring by the third-generation superstar Randy Orton and Randy. And that is the spirit of June. <laughs> The spirit of StreamYard right there. There. You got to see it. brought on Mrs. Pondwater. Yeah, I heard she's really good. <laughs> oh, how about a wrestling? And we've been joined in the ring by the third generation superstar, Randy Orton. And Randy, it's to have you back. As we told the fans, Randy has been home for the past six weeks or so in St. Louis, recovering from a shoulder injury. But now we have a... Actually, an unforeseen announcement to make tonight. You know about this. I know as well. We're going to tell the folks in Davis Arena and the fans at home for the very first time. I received a call a couple of days ago from the Vice President of Talent Relations of the World Wrestling Federation, Jim Ross. Who informed me that effective immediately, Randy Orton will be starting a full-time schedule on the road with the World Wrestling Federation. And Randy, you hear the response from the folks at OVW here in the Davis Arena. We couldn't be happier. You've got to be proud because this is what you and your father and your grandfather have all been waiting for. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Two years ago, Jimmy, I came to the Danny Davis Arena. I didn't know one damn thing about professional wrestling. I had six matches under my belt. That's it. But these people have been with me ever since. Ever since my first day. Ever since day one. Now, Jimmy, I had to come back one last time and thank everybody. You, Jim Cornette, Danny Davis, the boys in the back, they've all supported me. And one last thing, Jimmy, the OVW fans, I couldn't have done it without them. Well, I'll tell you what, we have long known that you would be a future superstar in this profession. Oh, for wait a minute. You're not scheduled. This is Randy Orton's time, and I... I don't know what you've got a problem with, but it can wait. We're in the process of celebrating something. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll tell you what I got a problem with. Stop the presses, Jim Cornette. We got a glitch in the matrix. (laughs) You mean to tell me, Randy Orton, third generation superstar, has now got a ticket with the WWF? That's, I believe, what we just said. Hey, this is like three months before they uh, got the F out. I have asked you for a challenge for a title shot. 
for respect. I get nothing. And you, you get to come back after an injury. Lord knows how you hurt that shoulder. And you get to go right up to the big stage to make the big money. Well, you know what, Randy Orton? I don't care if you're third generation, fifth generation, seventh generation, ninth generation, next generation. You tell Dr. Spock and Mr. Sulu to live long and prosper. Jim Cornette, I've got a plan. Mr. Sulu, set course for Davis Arena because tonight I challenge your ass, the newest WWF superstar, so I can get some respect. Wait a minute, he's not scheduled to wrestle. We don't have a match scheduled with you either. And he's not even dressed, for God's sake. Oh, you want to hide behind a little TV schedule? Oh, I'm only in street clothes. I'll beat the threat out of your sweatshirt, punk. Do you, oh, you want to go along with this? Jim Cornette, give me a little bit of time to get my laundry off. Your ass is mine, prototype. Your ass is mine. I got your number, kid. I got your number. A little bit of advice. You might want to go join the Army because you're going to have to be all you can be. He has accepted it. We'll make room. We'll cancel something. We'll have you guys in a match tonight. I'll see you in the ring. Good wait. Randy, I'm sorry for the interruption, but Randy Orton's farewell Randy match in OVW will be right here in this very ring tonight yeah. when we come back like and that. update on the damage <laughs> and the Southern Tag Team title is on the line. Welcome back. Cena yeah. was so good. Right. So before we get started with rest, what did y'all think about that promo? Like, uh, Listen, they're, they're up and coming learning. That's the way I think. I mean, I think Randy's way behind John with it. Beat oh, the yeah. thread off that sweatshirt. I like, I like that. Was he not a regular? Oh, you you seen a promo though? Yeah, like, he seemed pretty good. He right. comes up now and he's still kind of doing that. Yeah, he's good. He was good then. He's good now. I think Randy's come a long way. Yeah, Randy well, still had that southern accent. <laughs> hey man, and the uh, that haircut, you know, this O two, so you know, it was a little I, shaggy. I just can't wait Devin, to watch this match for the first time. Devin, what's up with the uh, all the Star Trek references? Was that part of Cena's gimmick? Can't man. hear you. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Devin. Can't Devin, hear you at all. Devin, you're uh you're muted. I have no idea. I've never watched Star Trek in my life. So. Well no, I'm saying have you watched OVW? Was that part of Cena's gimmick? I don't know. I've I you never over. He's part of the next generation. Well that's just, true. Uh, <laughs> but he was but he was using old school references. I'm just fucking around. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds like a lot of ruthless aggression. All right. Hey, by the way, Devin, who the heck is Kenny Boland? Kenny Boland is this guy right here with John Cena holding up that BS Brad Stanton briefcase. Bullshit. That BS stands for Boland Security. Kenny Boland had a bunch of superstars under him, and he was leading them as a top heel faction. Hey, who the heck was the OBW champion at the time, Devin? That was Leviathan. Who would go on to be known as Deacon Batista? Batista. Yeah. Deacon Batista, and then eventually Batista, now known as Batista? Dave Batista in Hollywood. Guys, who has the better hair, John Cena or Randy Orton or the referee? The referee. None of the above. <laughs> I like Randy's hair. Brad Stan. Oh, I don't get it. 
Friggin' bald jokes. Mm. What do you guys think of the name Prototype? Uh, I think it was shit. I, I don't have a problem with that, but I mean, I, I, I want to know the backstory on it. Yeah. And I know not commentary really is killing it. it in this match. Not, not ever really watching OVW. I, I don't have the backstory on why he was called the prototype, mm-hmm. but I think it it could possibly work. Wasn't well, he like supposed to be like the perfect one or something? Yeah, like he's that? a perfect man. He's a prototype. Yeah, James. By the way, who are the announcers? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. It is Almost a forgot. <laughs> shocking. It's Jim Cornette, of course, and Dean Hill. Dean, Dean, the son-in-law machine. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, it's a pretty good match, guys. I mean, you got a guy. Randy Orton's a natural. John Cena is a hard worker. And I mean, we crossbody. These two wrestled each other more than anybody else in WWE history. More than Kane and the Undertaker. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think they'd be right up there. Uh, Brian, let's get those stats in front of they us. They were right uh, thirteen yeah. and seven against each other. Read they did article, have the most. Uh, when I was trying to look up some shit about this, well, I don't know if that was just title matches or overall matches, but they were thirteen and seven against each other. Or so, televised matches. I would they've say had that twenty pay per view solo singles matches against each other. There you go, thirteen and seven. Yeah, there it is. Uh, all I got to say is at least the crowd isn't chanting, we want divas during this match like they did in Pittsburgh. Nothing wrong with them divas, buddy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we obviously know how this match ends. But would you agree uh, who should win this match since Randy Orton's leaving? I mean, who should win it? Should Randy I mean, go over or should Cena go over? You always put the guy over when you're on your way out, right? I mean, hell, That's- Kurt Angle put over fucking Baron Corbin. You know? Didn't work out yeah. too well for Bret Hart. Yeah, the joke, joke's so nice, I told it twice. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, I mean, how, how far along was Cena behind Randy Orton? Not far at all. He came up very quickly after this, didn't he? He was 0-2 when he yeah. came up. Him, Batista, um, I think Brock Lesnar, was he not in OVW at this time, so, too? Yep. So, Mike, honestly, we have a lot of questions about uh, the, the O2 OVW class, and we're going to get into all of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of questions. I, we're not I, I didn't you guys. He didn't um, throw him over the ropes. He threw him on top of the ropes. He's hanging on. I like a Cornette on commentary on that part. Speaking of Cornette on commentary, what did you think of him in, in the ring with the promo with the two guys with the promos? It's his shit. So you figure he's gonna be the one with the mic because you know he knows like it's his uh, direction and his uh you know, he knows how to get the guys over and give them the talking points, you know. It'd be cool if Adam was here to elaborate on that, but I think uh, Cornette kind of set him up to say things type of deal, you know? I I just like uh, this reminds me nowadays, uh, that promo at the beginning kind of reminds me nowadays of how you see on social media, like whenever a baseball player is getting called up from AAA to the major leagues, that's how that promo came off. Yeah, yeah, like giving yeah, him his, I got a question uh, for y'all. his flowers. Between Cornette and Paul Heyman, who do you think has a better wrestling mind? Like, who has a better mind for the business? Um, I, I got to go Cornette, I guess. Push. It is a push, but yeah. I, I don't. 
I don't know about a better wrestling mind, but I think Paul Heyman definitely has a better business mind since he's I, the one still making money on the product. He, he still he didn't know forever, though. I, I think yeah. Cornette's Backstage, the... he did. He bounced Corn... checks for years. So, right. <laughs> you know. Cornette's right. the better old-school mind, but I think Heyman oh, Here we go. Oh, I like that uh, slam thing. I, I wish yeah. Cena would have used that more, the Proto slam. Yeah, pretty cool. I think he does that every now and then, but I, I like that better than the FU. All right, guys, that's it. Cena with the win. We got a ton of questions about this stuff that I hope that some of us might know the answers to. <laughs> All right, so Coach Keith Morrison wants to know besides the core four, which is Orton, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Big Dave Batista, who else did you think was going to be a star and wasn't? I have my answer. I'm not sure if you guys were watching in 02 um, or know who came out of it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead with my answer, and you guys can go from there. There are other guys, though. Uh, just so you know, other guys are Sheldon Benjamin. Uh, he's another Charlie one. Ross. But but my answer is Rico. And I'm going to tell you, he was uh, a very charismatic guy. He did make it to the WWE. But the reason I say the rocket ship was behind him, he was the three-time OVW champion. Three-time. Sheldon Benjamin? Huh? Shelton Benjamin was? No, Rico is his name. Rico. Uh, Rico, Rico Constantino. I, I'm also I'm part of the Kenny Bolin, Bolin Security. <laughs> Freaking guy, right? Dude, look at you. Uh, anybody oh, else have one. anything to add on that? Anybody uh, contributing? I, no. I think from what I heard back in those days, had uh, Charlie Haas's brother not passed, I think those two would have been one of the top tag teams ever. Not that you know, we got slighted with him and Shelton being teamed together, but supposedly the Haas brothers were just phenomenal. There you go. Charlie Haas, for sure. Charlie and Russ was his brother's name. Part of uh, the Shelton Ang Benjamin's a big ball drop on uh, WWE. I mean, that dude is uh, probably one of the most iconic. Uh, what is that the super kick or whatever? Or. Superkick or RKO, I can't remember. He was one of the like most iconic ones of all time. I think it was Superkick. And then uh, a hell, the man had talent. Dude, he used to uh, wrestle with Brock uh, in Minnesota. Like, he was kind of Brock's, like, you know, roommate. Not mentor, I would say, but he was, like, above Brock. You know? He was his coach, right? Yeah. 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 Those two were a tag team in OVW. And, the, I think and then that was you... a huge missed opportunity. With uh, Shelton, for sure. So it was Shelton Benjamin, Kurt Angle, and Charlie Haas were together in uh, – were part of Team a, Angle. Uh, Team Angle. Team Angle, I mean, that, yeah. was, that was legit. Like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, the varsity club almost. Like, uh, you yeah. got real, like, Olympic champions, yeah. uh, high-caliber athletes. And, I mean, I know these guys are all athletes. I'm just saying, like, wow. Um, all right, so how about this? I'll add to this one. Which one of the core four did you guys think would be the biggest star? So Orton, Brock, Cena, or Batista? Looking at it uh, differently, like who had the better look? Who was the better wrestler? Randy Looks Orton. Like Orton got his push first. I think, yeah, I think Randy Orton was better. I think Orton probably because of the bloodline, but I, yeah. how can you not say Brock? How can you not say Brock? Right. He was Dude. the... He's a monster. I mean, he's still an alpha male. Like yeah. even yeah. even the younger kids are like, "Holy shit!" Here comes. Well, well, pardon me, sir. Excuse me. My bad. Go ahead. I don't want to get in your way. Pardon me, sir. Like I mean, even, he came in with the rocket. Uh, he's not old, but even in his older age, people still fear the fuck out of him. 
Anybody else have anything different to say? What nah. were you saying, Bober? Kind of talked over you. I, I, I said he came in with the rocket strapped to his ass. Yeah, yeah he definitely did. So you think he's going right there with him? What? what was that? Like if, if he didn't come with Paul Heyman, you think he would have still? Yeah. yeah, he was. He was well known. That's another thing. He was well known. He was well known, but he couldn't talk for shit. No, can now. Yeah. So <laughs> Amy Vaughn has a long one here, guys. Oh, oh yeah, I seen this one. I watched OVW when I lived in New Albany, Indiana, back in the day. Enjoyed it as much as WWE. I would love to know what you think of the OVW product, the setup, Jim Cornette, etc. Less glamorous than NXT. What do you prefer? The farm league set up like OVW or a national TV trying to learn your trade? Would What would Ref Adam, sorry, he's not here, from Bama prefer when he started out a long time ago? I mean, I like the old look. I like the old look. I do. Uh, but I think NXT is, uh, you know, it's top-notch production. And I think that's what she's asking. Do you like the rough, the rough kind of look, uh, the indie kind of look almost of OVW? Or do you like... The NXT look. I think I know shorter way of saying it, right? I think I think they both had they both had their ups and downs. Yeah. I um, mean the old OVW and stuff of like that, it felt more like an indie scene. It felt more something besides WWE. You know, NXT is WWE. Um OVW is OVW. See, that's a really uh like Mike's saying, that's a real difficult question because you want them in OVW to learn the shit. But then you want them on NXT to learn like the TV aspect of it, so right? Kind of go like hand in hand, really. I I think, think the the OVW style is better because you don't have the smart fans shitting all over everything like they do in NXT now. Like I mean, I, watch, watching that, especially from the performance center, not so much when they were at full sale, but. I mean, they just shit all over everything. If they, they see something they don't like because they, they constantly have the same people there week after week after week. And you don't, if they see something they don't like, they're not going to let it die after one show. You know, like the whole Dana Brooke thing a couple weeks ago. I mean, they just shit all over her like she didn't belong there. Now, granted, I mean, she isn't the greatest, but I mean, you know, cut her some slack. Yeah, I, 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 I'm fine with that too. But um, you know, look, they, they both have their good and bad. But uh, I mean, they're good. But I do like that old look. I did like watching those mat that match. I did like Cornette on there. But I mean, yeah, honestly, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry, Devin. Com comparing it to modern day, honestly, I, I think this most compares to like the women of wrestling, like venue and setup. <laughs> yeah, where it's only on like uh, it's on the CW, so it's not a nationally broadcast channel. You only get it on certain things. It's giving them that television rub. You're learning where all the cameras are. You learn how to talk and speak with an audience behind you. And it's also like you kind of said, you don't have the sense of uh, like uh, the pressure on you that the NXT people do. So I really, I really like to feel this old school OVW. And I think Jim Cornette's a good head to be in charge of it. Very good. Um, and they still have OVW. It's still going strong. It's not. It doesn't have the WWF behind it, but it is. It's still going strong, and you can watch it anytime you want. It's on a uh, fight, I believe. Right? Uh, I'm not 100 sure on that. It's either on fight or YouTube, but it's still available. And and if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Al Snow's running it now, right? Yeah, Al yeah. Snow. Yeah. Yeah, the we, sensational Al Snow. Wouldn't mind getting him for an interview. Uh, I know he can send probably some people our way to talk to. 
Yeah. Also, know, hit us up. We're at the Kickout Crew on. I'm sure he knows who we are. I'm sure he knows who we are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know, he's listening. <laughs> I don't know if you've. I don't know if you've heard. We've had uh, Alex Kane, the MLW Heavyweight Champion, of the World on. We've yeah. had Thrill Billy, Silas Mason on. We've had Buff Bevel on. I'm pretty sure Alex knows her. Chris, Thanks. AJ Kazana. Yeah, keep going. Uh, keep going. Freaking Mr. Thomas. Right, Mr. Cabana, man, damn. Mike Brain Bober. Tune? Awesome. <laughs> Big Mike Bober. Yeah. <laughs> Zach anyway. Johnson, private interview with Adam. True. Very private. Anyway, back uh, to you, James. Carmen, what? Carmen Michael. Carmen Michael. Uh, uh, all the questions are done. That's all the questions. Oh. Well, uh, appreciate the feedback. Uh, a lot of good questions this episode. Very good. I Again, mean, thanks uh, so much. Yeah. But hey, keep the questions coming, obviously, because it's your show. And uh, we appreciate the fact that you want to hear us answer them. So that's pretty cool. And uh, you know what? It's time to get funny, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Lord knows we uh, haven't been funny yet. So uh, let's crack <laughs> it on over to uh, Adam with the hottest rising segment in not only wrestling podcast, not only humor podcast, not only lifestyle podcast, but hey, all of it rolled into one. You know it. I know it. And we all love it. It is Waka 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 with Adam. So Adam, take it away. Last, last night, night, my, my, oh, bees, oh, bees. Oh, sorry. I thought we are still doing that gimmick. My bad. Oh, no one knows about it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the power I of it. Shout, shout out to last week. Shout out StreamYard. Shout out to James next week for the spirit of the edit. <laughs> so last night, my obese parrot died. Fortunately, it was a huge weight off my shoulders. Boom. <laughs> I like that one. That one got me. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I'm starting to feel like my wallet is just like an onion. Every time I open it, it makes me cry. Nah. <laughs> I don't even have a wallet. Story. Behind the scenes, I don't even have a wallet because you have to have money to have a wallet. <laughs> mine has my driver's license in it. Yeah, mine has hey, my medical card. Debit card. I just keep them in my pocket. <laughs> All right, so I found out that my wife was cheating on me. She called me and she said, I'll be home in 10 to 15 minutes max. It's like, hey, my name's Adam. Ah! <laughs> well, who's Max? MJF, baby. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Adam hey, and Max. MJF, baby. It is Max and Adam. Adam. <laughs> Wait, wait Boom. Does, does she like water games? <laughs> she likes water polo. Marco. Uh, all right, so I, I, here's something for you to think about. Hmm. If if math is mathematical and quizzes are quizzical, what are tests? Boom. <laughs> 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 Testicle! Hey, he got it. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> hey, that was Tess, uh, all the fans of Test back in the WWE. Yeah, by the way, I heard back that today that he was your favorite member of the corporation. Get the hell yeah. out of here with that bullshit answer. What? Test oh, should have been a champion. Yeah. Freaking Kane's there. Shamrock's there. Like, I don't know, man. I kind of. The Rock? My favorite. The Rock. Yeah. I so think like, Tess could have got over. 
I, no, Seth was great. He had every fucking opportunity and didn't. What are we talking? Well, about? He would have never Test, dated Stephanie. Test, it would have never Test had. Would have he didn't. Anyway, I just couldn't uh, believe it. I I didn't hear it the first time, Devin. That's all. Oh, do you you went back and listened to it twice? I always listen to the show the day it comes out. So I like nice. to I like to improve to upon ourselves. <laughs> you're, that's you're that's all all I, I have have. Oh uh, yeah, smart ass. <laughs> Today I consider myself 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 <laughs> the luckiest man oh, on man. the face of the earth. Hey Adam, when I came back in, I had James James Elcorai Elcorai. <laughs> Oh, I love, boy. I love you. That's for that. inside humor that you can only find on your show. But you don't get the humor, I guess. But hey, your show. We definitely need like a uh, bloopers or oh, you behind the no scenes idea. stupid <laughs> shit. Because <laughs> I have the master copies of a lot of our episodes. And yeah. Boy, howdy, there's some good shit. You did it once. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I have that, a, that, should, that should be about, the episode. Hey, we'll on the episode. I've talked to Devin hey. about like, hey, man, I should send you some of the like. <laughs> Full episodes where you get the, the very beginning. <laughs> chop so up that that should be the top guy weekend episode is, you know, just have it pre-edited and you run that for the following week. Has been discussed. Then we get drunk for five days <laughs> and no one does shit. More than once. Yeah. <laughs> Sit at the airport like, fuck this. <laughs> we definitely had some, uh, some, hey, what are we doing? We're all gone. <laughs> well, except for Devin. Devin just walks around in his, in his yard, but naked. Yeah, celebrating birthdays. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was naked. Yeah. I was not yeah. in the how, yard. How is it that I've Thanks, been more weekends yeah, than, than Devin? No, with my grandma. That's a good point, Bover. Everybody <laughs> talked over it, but that's a very good point. Say it again, Bover. I said, how is it that I've been to more Top Guy weekends than Devin? <laughs> I'm not a top guy. Neither is Very he. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I don't know. I don't, even think, I don't even know if Evan knows that. <laughs> into all of them. I wonder uh, how many of our listeners have no fucking clue. What yeah, ad shows or Top Guy Weekend is. <laughs> well, if you want to find out, sign up at adfreeshows.com. We're gonna be promoting some stuff yeah. here pretty soon. Sorry. Yeah, no, like, hey, but we'll promote every shows uh, during the meantime. Yeah, always, always and forever. But uh, hey, you know what, Brad? It sounds like we should keep some of this stuff. Definitely need to use some things once. And boy, howdy, James has a lot to throw out. So, uh, Brad, what are we doing uh, with this? Ah, this is quite a spin on something I used to do, isn't it? <laughs> We're gonna keep for good. Get rid of or use once. Oh, oh. oh boy. You wanna you wanna you want me to do it? I'll do it. All right, we'll make it happen. One way or another, I'm gonna get my hey, shit in. All I know is my milkshake brink number. <laughs> so keep for good, get rid of, or use once. MLW, impact wrestling, new Japan wrestling. Which one you keeping, which one you getting rid of, and which one are you watching once? That Devin. is evil. That is an evil three to pick, dude. That is so MLW fun. New Japan, and what was the last one? Impact. Impact. Okay. No mics and say WWE AEW. <laughs> so, <laughs> Impact. That's the one that I'm. Uh, I'm gonna keep forever. Impact. It's always entertaining. Honestly, you can watch any show, any a, any weekly episode or any pay per viewing. You're entertained by it. Yeah, you can so, even zoom a uh, slam anniversary with me. Oh wait, none of you did. No. 
Was I not there? I, I came for the after show. <laughs> Thank you were there. Actually, well, shout out Mike. He's the only one who cares about <laughs> I wasn't at home. Yeah. I, I was there for the after show. I was not interested in Slammiversary this year. I was at Lucha. Well, I, I was at Lucha, man. Weren't you at MLW, though? No. Speaking of MLW, that is going to be okay. my watch. Watch once. Watch once. And my get rid of forever is NJPW. I'm just. Wow. Oh. See, this I, I watch it. Brad. You set us all up to be like. I know. Heels. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear what Adam has to say now because I know he's going to do something special with NJPW. Mm. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> believe it or not, I'm 100% in tune with Devin. Ew. Keeping right. Impact. I love Impact. Impact is so good. They actually Watching have real storylines. They have real storylines. It's amazing. They have it's, it's called storytelling. Storylines, storytelling. That's what Impact does. MLW, right, but- I'll check it out. Uh, New Japan World. If you asked me this question maybe two years ago, but I'd have a different story. I'd have a different answer. But now, since a Switchblade is an AEW, I don't care to watch New Japan no more. All right, Bober. I do. I do like Okada, but he's the only one I'd ever even watch. Oh wow! Because I I never watched MLW, so. I'd be um, I'm ignorant on that, so I would have to kill it off, or, or I'm sorry, I would have to get rid of it. Yeah, no um, <clears throat> I'll give. I mean, I used to watch TNA back in the day. I loved the Aces and Apes and all of that. I haven't watched recently, so. And I, I do like what I've read, so I'll keep it. And New Japan will be the try it out once. Okay. All right, Devin. No, wait, forget that. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry. Um, I'll go again, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to say, shoot, I don't know, because I don't watch none of those. Big surprise. <laughs> uh, that's not on Alex Kane. Let's shout out. That's keep impact. I will do once MLW and never ever do New Japan. All right, James. Fair. I uh I'm in a, in agreement because uh especially after uh everybody always says impact has the best shit going. I've just never uh given I mean obviously me, Mike, and Adam were live for hard to kill and the TV tapings following. That one's awesome, by the way. But uh, I, the hype around it is seems to be legit because everybody's kind of in agreement. So I definitely would give Impact the uh, the chance or the the longevity watch for sure. The watch one time, I'm gonna give the MLW because you know our boys uh, Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas are there and uh, that's for the people. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's going to be the last stop on their train, you know, because they're not going to be stagnant, ha! especially being champion. And everything. Choo, choo. So I would give that a watch long and boy, this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers on some people because we're all pretty much discarding uh, New Japan. But I guess it's going to be the one that's discarded because Forbidden Door awesome. But uh, as the uh, 
what is that? The relationship, you know, keeps moving forward with AEW. Probably going to see a lot of them go to AEW or other promotions. So, I guess discarding New Japan. All right. I am discarding New Japan as well. I am going to marry MLW. That was fire. I'm telling you. Marry, marry MLW? Shit. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I'm keeping for good MLW. Damn it. I'm, my cover's blown. And I'm just going to hang out with Impact once, right? Watch it once. Um, I, I'm inconsistent with Impact. I'm inconsistent. I, uh, I have a tough time with that crowd. I don't know. I, their production. The production. Not so much the crowd, the production. MLW is in the same venue as Impact a lot of times. And I don't know what it is about MLW. They just they presented a little bit better, which is surprising because they probably don't have as much money. But it just seems like it just comes off like a, a more of a big fight feel. Remember when we watched um, uh, Riddle versus Swerve? Just yeah. remember like, that was a awesome. small place, but you saw how much they put into it. And I don't think Impact does that as well. But they are funny about some shit. Yeah, like that was like a, wasn't that a bar that they just like, hey, we're having a wrestling show tonight, and it, it was, did come off as like that. It did wrestling, you know, more often. Were there three hundred people there? But it was a bar. Hey, you know. <laughs> How, how much do you think is court power? I think it's a lot. Because of court power. A lot of it. But, you know, but Impact should have more money. They have Anthem. I mean, it's, it's a TV station. They have Anthem, but do they really have a good wrestling mind behind the production? So this is what, you know what, I don't know. And I, you know what, Conrad said once that they have more people listening to 83 Weeks and are watching Impact Wrestling. And that's on a TV channel. Uh, yikes. I, 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 I really I believe that though. Well, but what Conrad well, said though, it's the brand. Uh, I think the brand, you know, kind of has that LOL TNA and the Dixie stuff. And I like Logan TNA. I, I, I like I think, it. Uh, I just don't love it. I think that has to do with it being on Access. Oh, I agree. They could do a lot more uh, with it. Yeah, I mean, it, like back in the day when they were on Spike, they, you know, it was. Yeah. That's when I watch it. And like I said, you know, that Aces and Eight. Shout out, Adam. Awesome. Hell, man. <laughs> Mike, um, you're going to cause Mike. an echo again, man. Just let it play, dude. All right, so let's do one more, guys. Um, <laughs> Real quick, a little peek behind the curtain. It is hard for all of us to watch Impact Weekly because we do record at the time Impact is on TV yeah, every single yeah, week. Yeah, but when is New Japan on TV? The right That's, after Impact. Yeah. Right after Impact. But yeah, I on uh, um, Access. I record them. I record aren't, them. Aren't, they, aren't all three on access no mlw it was on reels and it's not anymore unfortunately it's back on youtube and uh or no fight tv fight tv uh if you uh, had the fight so TV it, part, it's streaming TV only mlw streaming yeah only. it wasn't it was on reels and now it's not they okay. do like 27 of those shows in one night by the way <laughs> i'm telling you mr thomas was telling me that he was there till 2 30 in the morning the last time they were there i'm like well i'm not doing that tonight he goes neither am i <laughs> We <laughs> have Mr. Thomas on again for sure. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he was fun. All right, so one more, guys. These are cars. All right, so we're gonna go with a Jeep Wrangler, an old style VW Bug, and a Grand Torino. Oh man, Devin, Dude, no mean... googling Grand Torino, Devin. <laughs> well, then I'm getting rid of forever the Grand Torino because no, I don't know. You're stupid. All right, fine. You go Google that. I'm going to go to Adam. Adam. Uh, give, me the, give me all three. Grand Trino and what else now? Jeep Wrangler. Old style VW Bug. So not that new Beetle. 
Okay, the old okay, one. Okay, I'm getting, Herbie, rid of the Herbie. Jeep. getting rid of the Jeep. Wow. One time Herbie and keeping the Gran Torino. All right. Are you ready now, Devin? Yeah, so I've definitely seen this movie. Gran Torino is an yes! awesome movie. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> so Gran Torino is also going to be the one I'm keeping forever because that car looks pretty bad. And badass. shout out to Thirsty and Hutch. It's a, it's a good movie with Ben Stiller. I know it was an old TV show. <laughs> I'm talking about the Gran Torino movie. I know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> James, you're yeah. muted. Um, but, you're right. So, Just a good old boy. Shout out that theme song. <laughs> that's for freaking... Or that's Dukes, my bad. Hazard. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 69 dog charger. Uh, the one I would drive one time is a Jeep Wrangler, because I used to have a Jeep Wrangler, so I feel like it'd be a good old... It'd be, it'd be a throwback to driving my Jeep Wrangler. Then the process of elimination, I'm sorry, but I gotta get rid of the bug. Uh, Alright, Bober. Um, I gotta, I gotta echo Adam. Keep the Gran Torino. Have have a one night fun time with Herbie and get rid of the Jeep. It's hard right. to get rid of American Muscle. It really is. Whitaker. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna keep the Gran Torino. Um, hey, what? The what? <laughs> whatever it is. Um, the Lineage. Jeep. Uh, the Jeep I'm going to take for a one night stand because <laughs> I can have fun with that on one night. Man, I, mean, man. One, like, I fooled everyone, huh? Make it out with his Jeep, car. Jeep Wrangler? Like. <laughs> Is it a Jeep Wrangler, Mike? Yeah, Jeep Wrangler, I'm going to take out for a one night stand. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you don't know, fuck this all up. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so great. Do not reflect all of the kick out uh, Alright, did you say all three? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what he left out bug or something. He, I can't remember what he did with the bug. He, he's sending the bug to the Alright, go ahead. Send in the VW, send in the Volkswagen to the junkyard. <laughs> Mr. Elkari. <laughs> Alright, so uh, hey, here's yeah. a speak behind the curtain. My first car was actually supposed to be a 60-something baby blue uh, Beetle, but uh, your boy couldn't learn to drive the stick and damn near burned the clutch out of that fucker because it was old. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny because how good you are with a stick now. So there you go. But, uh, <laughs> you know, go back to impact weekend. <laughs> Hello. But I will say, uh, let's see, you got to go with the Torino as, uh, the, the keep. I would say the one time would be the bug and Jeep Wrangler. You, you just say you didn't make the cut. You know, we, we uh, wish you well on your future endeavors. There you so, go. I love all three of these vehicles. I really do. I love Herbie the Love Bug. I love the, the Volkswagen Beetle. My one of my best friends from high school had that that same one you were talking about, James. He had the baby blue one, and I love that one. And I had a Jeep, and I they parked tried, it. Up. They tried so, but but it was like it was old, so they were like, "Hey, man, you gotta like you gotta nail this clutch." Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you're up sixteen, like, <sighs> like, uh, and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna fuck this up." 
See What's that grinding <laughs> noise? I, I don't know what that grinding noise is. Let's do it. Oh, you know. <laughs> I, I had a Jeep Wrangler, and I went into the liquor store, left my gym bag in the car. I was 24 years old, and it was stolen. And I never got another one. And then the great Jeep Wrangler. Wait, they had Jeep Wranglers when you were twenty four. <laughs> My dad drives a Jeep too. I don't know if y'all saw it. Talk about yeah, I saw it. I, I, he, yeah, old bone. He, he couldn't wait to show me that, James. But I, <laughs> and then what the, the bone did he show you? The red and white. The red and white. Wait, what? Ooh, that was close. This, this is a PG. This is a PG segment. So the, the red and white Gran Torino is a cool ass car, but I am killing it. I'm killing it. What? I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry the Jeep because I miss my Jeep, and I'm gonna me and Herbie one night. Uh, we are going to drive it one night. I said marry, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> and you're killing the Gran Torino. Whatever. This is your second man, and you are just. Uh, what, right. what, if, what if we swapped right, out Herbie? I got. What if we swapped you. out? Well, let's let's swap out the the Volkswagen Bug for the Volkswagen van. The bus. Oh, I, I do like that van. Not the van again. I love the Volkswagen about, bus. The bus. It. The bus is cool. The bus. Yeah. yeah. The bus. Well, yeah. The rabbit. Uh the rabbit socks. Oh, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> the rabbit no. socks. It looks like a little Chevette. I know, but man, I took one of those things out in the woods one time. I had a fucking blast. You probably oh, took a real world. rabbit out in oh, the woods. So, so that's your that's your drive at once then, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, drive out, you know, I'm driving this. i tell you one thing I did one time. I was about 13, 14 years old, and I, and me and my buddy bought a little Subaru from some guy for $300. Is what he wanted for this Subaru. We didn't want the title. We didn't want nothing. We just wanted the fucking car. And we took this damn little Subaru out from the damn woods, and we beat the shit out of it. Well, we, we did. Wait a minute. <laughs> when we backyard wrestled, we did the same thing with about an '84 Mercedes something that didn't go in reverse. We paid like two hundred dollars for it, yeah. And we and it only went like forty mm -hmm. miles an hour, and we barely made it home. And we no, filled no, it this, up. This thing went faster than forty miles an hour because this I thing was driving trails. Miss Daisy on this one. Yeah, yeah, we were hitting dirt bike trails with this damn fucking car. I had we two more. We're not doing it. Back to you, James. We went, we went back <laughs> on. We had easily keep it under two hours. It's no problem. We had some reruns. Camping area where, you know, <laughs> still going. We all out, hung out and smoked weed and everything else. Beep. And we pulled it out there. And boy, that right there was our little fool there while we were out there. The matches That's together it. were 16 minutes. Great, this one, this yeah, one can be over. Brad, Brad you're talking about rewrites. Was Vince McMahon involved in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny, funny, Mike, Mike. <laughs> this is probably one of our last episodes that should be over two hours. So, hey, might as well, uh, you know. Yeah, let's just do it. Right. Keep going. Well, let's watch another match. Go ahead, James. I'm done. Well, hey, uh, you know, I like that uh, that little uh, segment, Brad. We should keep it, you know. We should use it more than once. And, hey, maybe uh, throw the other one out for a little bit, and we can always bring it back because, you know, what's better than a return, right? <laughs> um, man, I'm good at this. Yeah, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't see this one uh, happening, right, Adam? <laughs> oh boy! But hey, <laughs> what better way than uh, you know to keep this trainer rolling than 
you know, watching things and paying attention to what everybody's, you know, in tune with. And that's why we have Devin on here. So, Devin, he pays attention to the demographics. What is your Devin demographic uh, this week? So, the thing everyone should be paying attention to next weekend, August 5th, Saturday, is WWE SummerSlam from Detroit, Michigan. Motor so City! As we're recording, there's only been two big matches announced. That's going to be Logan Paul versus Ricochet and Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Hey, that okay. Ricochet, Logan Paul, if you didn't see that happening at the Royal Rumble and then at the Money in the Bank, like you knew they were going to go there. Oh, yeah. It's a great thing. What about Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler? They announced that one already. Mm. What? Was it announced? I'm sorry, I'm, I missed yes. that. But so yes. there, we have a Morgan Cody again. Hey, it's a huge feud, and the two women that Adam just announced, Ronda Rousey and Shayna, they've been having a hell of a feud right Seth now. And, uh, Finn, was that announced yet? Yep, that was announced too. Maybe by the and, time our podcast drops, it will have been and announced. And Ro- Roman <laughs> and Jay was announced too, was it not? Goddamn, Devin, did you even do any research? On Roman J. Uso was announced. I also heard they were bringing back the B team. I tell you what, out of all those matches, I really think the Logan Paul and Ricochet match is going to take it to like I think they're going to be number one. Well, I like that they're playing on something that was an accident. Like that, obviously they landed wrong, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. Logan Paul did. I think that's going to be one of the top matches, as in you know the accident in the rain, everything else. Dude, you they remember still the, the show where they, they bounce off the ropes and hit each other? Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, as I'm saying, I, I think that's going to be a top match in that pay-per-view. And Adam, I disagree with you. Even though uh, he may have been the problem in that, they shouldn't be. He should be in that position, okay, to be doing. I give that. him that. Yes, thank you. Good one. I will give you that much, Devin. And I think Shayna Baszler takes down Ronda and she leaves for a while. Yep. Ronda's contract's ending. Yeah, yep. she's going to leave. Yeah, she's going to put I, over I, 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 put I, I, over I, her I, friend. Right, she's going back to UFC. Oh, you put over somebody on the way out. She she gonna go out, go to UFC, get her ass whooped, and come back. Yeah, she she shouldn't do that. I I don't want to be retweeted. I was say, is, is she? Do you think she'll ever come back? <laughs> gonna go, I don't she's gonna re- get knocked out for like ninety million dollars. So I'm not whatever. gonna I'm not gonna talk bad about her. Yeah, I'm scared of her. I think I think she. She's a female. You might get hit She's beautiful. All women are. Continue. <laughs> we'll be in GCW next week. Don't talk about the looks, man. Just talk about the wrestling. And I think uh, the wrestling speaks for itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Goldberg. Well, that's my demographic. Goldberg. I think everyone should watch SummerSlam oh, next God. Saturday. Mike, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and if you're in the Detroit, Michigan area, go ahead and go to the show. It should be a hell of a fun night. Right. Back to you, James. <laughs> Thanks, Devin. Uh, funny. I think uh, SummerSlam will be uh, will be a good show. And hey, who knows? Because after SummerSlam, there may be some payback involved. It, wait, uh, I, I I believe that's going to be local. Yeah, I hmm. believe uh, we'll talk off air. But uh, right. I may uh, yeah get tickets. Get tickets to Payback, uh, you know? All right. Well, well if you're not able to go to Payback, 
What would go great? Or not able to go to SummerSlam? What would go great with that, James? Uh, zooming with my friends because we all zoom together and watch pay per views. I figured it'd be some meat. Like, what if Mike they're tailgating? Mike? If they're tailgating, are they cooking anything special, Mike? I bet they are uh, cooking something amazing at the tailgate and SummerSlam. And uh, what are they cooking this week on Mike's Meat Minute? So, Mike, since three people gave an intro, take it away. <laughs> well, since this week, it is little chilly and raining outside. I'm going to go with something quick. Well, it's not quick. Like a hundred <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm going to do is what I call a kielbasa stew. <laughs> One more time. Kielbasa stew. Kielbasa. Kielbasa. Never mind. I'm not even going to go. Hey, go ahead, Mike. Go, go. Hey, Adam. You want you want to help me out on here? And do I wonder how you say kielbasa? It's fucking kielbasa. What the hell? That's it's what fine, it's called. Mike. Go Mike ahead, go. keep going. <laughs> so the first thing you want to do is to get a bag of pinto beans, not the can, but you want to get a bag and put them. Where did go? Uh, it, who knows? <laughs> Erica probably did something, so he had to leave. So you get a It's the fucking kickout crew anyway. You know she hates us. So but yeah. yeah, go ahead. Anyways, you get a bag of pinto beans because you want the fresh pinto beans. And you put them in a crock pot and let those things cook all day long. Eight hours, ten hours. Get them ready. Right before they're ready, you want to take some kibasi. Slice it up. Dice it up. Do what you got to do with it. And fry it. Add a little bit of onions on there. While you're at it, throw a bit of taters on there. Take some potatoes. Dice them up. Fry them up. And throw them in there. And then, the special recipe for all of it is bacon. Add some bacon bites in there. And you're good. Dice up some bacon, fry them up, have some good little bacon chunks in there. And then, the most important thing ever, homemade cornbread. There you go. <laughs> Not Best hot meal like that. Homemade ever. cornbread? Homemade cornbread. How do you make homemade cornbread, Mike? Shit, this is a, this is a twofer on recipes? Um, I go to Mama's house and get homemade cornbread. <laughs> so, Thank God, <laughs> homemade cornbread from the pouch, store bought. I've been sitting here thinking. I think we need a new segment. It's called Mike Reads Rap. Hey, that could go a little, little spicy, but uh, I'm with it. Hey, we can do that. Mike reads country music. <laughs> Mike reads like internationally. That would be that would be the one. <laughs> what the fuck? We just need Mike going around the grocery store. That's our hit. <laughs> Reading all the items. But uh, hey, so that's it. Uh, it that's know. the end of your Mike's Meat Minute for the rest of the year. Thanks, Adam. Have a nice day, Devin. Fuck off, Brad. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, hey, uh, I can't wait for that kielbasa, you know, uh, recipe. And, uh, it's kielbasa. I'm sure it is. So, hey, uh, we got the we got what we're watching. We got what we're eating. But what is next week, Adam? <laughs> I love you, Mike. <laughs> so as and let's plans change. Um, we're gonna have another guest on, Dave McClay. We've been trying to get him on for a while, so hopefully, unless something drastic happens or something changes, we're gonna have him on. He hadn't sent me the ma- the message yet, but just be looking on Twitter. And as soon as I have them, you guys will have them. I'll tell you one thing: that mail has been trying to be delivered for about a year now, and uh, <laughs> it's been uh, you know. Hopefully, it'll be out for delivery by the time uh, we get to it. It's going to be a wicked awesome show. Wicked Dave, awesome. Uh, Dave's been trying to be a guest for a while, and we've owed him one. And, uh, yeah. Because Dave's awesome. He's a cool guy. Oh, so, yeah. Awesome follower, man. It, it's, yeah. And the accent difference from him and Mike Welber, it makes it worth it. His accent and my accent. and Well, well as Mike Welber would say, Yin's all ready to finish this bad boy up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do want to thank uh, Mike for joining us. Uh, I'll save all the outros of the guys because Lord knows uh, you know us and all that stuff. But, uh, Bober, you got any uh, closing thoughts? Oh, it's been fun. I appreciate uh, the invite. Adam, Brad, James, Mike, I guess Devin. <laughs> I guess oh. Devin. All right. <laughs> You know, hey, it, it, it would it wouldn't be you know me talking to Devin if I'm not digging throwing digs at him. So right, oh, it's fun, brother. Yeah, or or as uh, Mr. Mike Kyoto and Paulie B called him, the new milf hunter. <laughs> I can't be going by that. Oh, that sounded fantastic, Devin. Here we go again. Is Darth Vader in the room? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you blame them for that. They're they're the ones that called you at first, so. (laughs) No, Boba, I'm really glad uh, you got to be on your own episode, even though, granted, we covered your matches on a previous one, but, you know, you got your own. You were on the anniversary episode. You've been a hell of a supporter to us. You're one of my good friends, and, uh, you know, finally glad we uh, got you in. Definitely going to have you back for sure. I appreciate it. Anytime, you know, just – Give me more than two days' notice. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. Well, of course, thank Mike for being here. Thank uh, everybody for being here. And uh, like Whitaker has on them glasses, you know, sometimes the future just seems too bright. And, uh, well, you know why the future seems too bright? It's because you make that future. You know, well, when the bright lights and the big cities uh, happen on you, don't ever falter because you know that you have the power to overcome any obstacle thrown in your way. If you're ever feeling down, just remember, the only way to go is right back up. And the only way you go up, well, you know it. You got to kick out it too because it's called a false finish because they didn't defeat you. So uh, when life gets you down, just always kick out it too because that's what we do on your show. The kickout crew. And hey, appreciate everybody, and uh, we'll see you next week.
Peace. Peace.